When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Brees Hall activated from the PUP. Interesting timing. He said, "He said, Dalvin Cook, you bring him in, I'm back. <laughs> so we're going to talk about that and, of course, have a little uh, Brees Hall debate, I'm sure, uh, throughout the course of the show as people try and settle on what's going on. Letting the dust settle, rather, and deciding what they feel, how they feel this is going to shape up and turn out in 2023 for Brees Hall. Dalvin Cook will get to all that, as well as Pickens' breakout season that is underway, as well as Javante Williams' bounce-back season, revenge tour that's underway. The Fantasy Football Show begins now. From the FantasyFootballShow.com studios, it's the Fantasy Football Show live! Monday through Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern. Smitty is also live whenever news breaks. From the fantasyfootballshow.com news desk, here is your breaking news. So, Javante Williams is primed for a breakout year, and and I couldn't be more excited for Javante. Javante, it's been confirmed that uh, he will play Saturday against the 49ers. This will be a nice little test. I think Javante Williams will show us what kind of burst he has left. And really, guys, what it comes down to at this point, he's ready. This is not Barkley from his year of return from ACL tear or J.K. Dobbins. This is a guy that is light years ahead of where those guys were in week one right now. Meaning he's got 20 plus days to continue to get better, stronger, faster, develop that that relationship between his brain in the knee trusting his knee when he cuts he has over 20 days to add on to already being light years ahead of where both Javante and Barkley were this guy looks 100% some people say and that probably is not true just to to let you know that you will always be better one full year recovered but people need to understand that readiness youthfulness and situation uh, all those things, those mainly those three things, youthfulness, readiness, situation, a couple other factors are the things that determine whether you're going to be good out the gate. Now, there is initial swelling. There is a lot of things that happen when this person has a torn ACL, walks out onto the field, whether it's Javante or anybody, a, uh, an ACL recovering player for the first time. They're going to have like some days off. The first week is going to be a jolt to their body. Their knee is not used to taking any sort of abuse and hits. But he's going out there during the preseason to get a little a little a shimmy on and, and to potentially get a little bit of that cutting, maybe a couple hits. That might help him actually for week one. But, but Javante Williams is a curious case because we're hearing nothing but miracle and it's a miraculous recovery and we've never seen anything like it. These are the kind of things you heard about AP after the fact, not before. Like this is one of the scenarios that you have to say to yourself, I'm not, I'm not going to just go with the blanket ACL tears. I avoid them their first year back. He's going around five, six. It's not like you got to take him around number 
two, or one. Remember that Barkley was a top five pick his first year back. There was a lot of risk, and I said, don't go near him. So I'm very much a person that doesn't like to go near ACL-torn players their first year back. And if I'm telling you I'm comfortable with it, you got to understand that it's a special case, right? Same thing with Brees Hall, which we'll get to in a minute. He was activated from the PUP today. Again, interesting timing that he's like, okay, uh, I'm going to be back today. I'm going to be back today. Can we? Can I be back today? Can I be back today? Put me active. Let's go. Uh, I, I want to be activated from the PUP. And I want to, let me get on the phone here. Uh, Dalvin just signed. I want to be there. <laughs> and he, he is there because he's on the active PUP. Um, but people look at it that way. Oh, he's, you know, what's going on with Brees? Is he still rehabbing? And he is. And we'll get to that in a minute. This is about Javante. This is Javante's time to shine on the channel right now. And, and I have to tell you, the difference is very, very drastic from being a top five overall pick in Saquon Barkley and being a player like like uh, Javante who's going around five or six, okay? The difference is just night and day. The, 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 he's light years ahead, and the ADP is, is night and day different. So this is a player that I fully am getting behind in 2023. This is a player that can be your flex option, your, your running back three. This is a player that could be your league-winning bench player. Like, or this this could be a player that you draft before some of your starters. You know what I'm saying? Like, you say, Smitty, how could it be a bench player if you're drafting him in the fifth round? Because you might draft him, and you still may contemplate playing a guy like Pickens over him in your flex spot. You may still draft him, but draft a Jamal Williams or, or other players that you still play ahead of him. I'm not saying to do that. I'm just saying this could be a player you take a little bit of a of a reachy poo on and you say to yourself, okay, I'm going to take him at 5.10. I don't care if this thing kind of goes backwards a little bit. I don't care if this thing, and this is similar for Brees Hall. If Brees Hall is falling into round five, that is the new entry point potentially. We'll see if it's four. We'll see if it's five. Either way, four is interesting. Five is league winning for, for Brees Hall, okay? And that's just the way it is. You can say you don't like the situation. You can run away from it because you're disappointed. But if you don't look at this from a new perspective, a new angle, and say, okay, everything be damn, all my previous shares be damn, this guy's actually going to be a steal in round five. I, there, look, there's two perspectives. You're either on board that perspective or you're not. I don't really care either way. I'm kind of excited that so many people are not because then it, it kind of makes me feel like we might see an even bigger dip in ADP. You got you to gotta think about this from an ADP perspective. We don't even have a real ADP update yet. We have people reporting and coming into the live stream. Santa just did a best ball draft and he went number, he went number 5.3. And then we're like, okay. And then a guy says, ah, he was in the fourth round. Okay. He was in the sixth round, Smitty. We have no idea where it's going to level out at. The reason that it's all over the place and we're not seeing the true ADP yet in a draft even is because that suggested rank hasn't changed. And when a guy like Brees Hall starts getting suggested over and over and over as the number one available player, somebody folds like a chair. And somebody's sitting there around four going, Ugh. I mean, keeps telling me to take Brees Hall. And he's sitting there. And he's sitting there. Even though I know this whole situation is kind of unraveling, he's sitting there and then they hit the button. Once it readjusts, then we'll let him, people will let him sit there a little more at that newfound level. So his ADP is going to kind of fall and then kind of fall and float a little bit. And I do believe we're going to see Brees Hall 
in the fifth round, and it's league winning, and it's ridiculous to feel like it isn't. It's understandable to be pissed off about what happened. Even I've digested it, and it, it does it does suck for all the previous teams where you've drafted him. In, in the Throne League, for example, we drafted him in the Throne League. You know, looking back, it it, it, it it's like, it's not that I, I wish we didn't take him. It's that I wish we could have taken him at fifth round value, and you're going to constantly be running up against that in your mind. And you got to separate yourself. You got to put a, a line, draw a line, and say, This is Smitty pre news of Dalvin Cook signing, and this is Smitty post news of Dalvin Cook signing. What is post news Smitty going to do? Is he going to reflect on the past and, and, put, and, and cry like a little baby and hold himself in the corner and say, I drafted Brees Hall. Now I'm not going near him. Or am I going to say, Look, pre news Smitty. He wasted a couple rounds when he could have waited if, if 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 things you know had panned out differently. And I don't want to hear that person in the chat right now that says this is what this is. This drives me nuts. This this person drives me much nuts more than scared Scott. This this person in the chat every time. They just sit there and wait to use this line all year. They just sit there all year, not saying a word, not typing in the chat, nothing. And then all of a sudden they go, "This is my time. Here it is." I can use it. Here's my here's my line. I've been saving my one liner all year. This is why you wait to draft. <laughs> I hate that person. I'm sorry. I do. If someone said that in the draft already, I don't hate you. But I, I can't stand that line. Number one, calm down. Number one, go play go play in, in September. Go grab a magazine and go take a draft in September. Get out of the June, July content area if you can't handle drafting early. Who gives a crap if one thing didn't pan out? Like, we've been stealing away players all offseason long that have climbed. If you're going to say, oh, this is why you wait to draft. What about the person that stole Bijan Robinson away in the second round, you know, early on in the fantasy football offseason? A lot of players are going to fluctuate. Just because one player falls doesn't mean we haven't taken advantage of in a massive fashion 10, 15 other players that we've seen slowly go up in ADP. Okay, so relax, Bob. Okay, relax. As for Brees Hall, absolutely love him around five. Activated, where's this news on Brees? Let me put this up while I'm talking about it. Jets are activating Brees Hall off the physically unable to perform list today. As uh, reported, Hall is added to uh, is added today, Dalvin Cook, on Monday. Hall is now Hall will now ramp up with his hopes of being ready for week one Monday night matchup against the Buffalo Bills. Now, there is some like concern about now that Dalvin Cook is on roster. And again, this goes back to you got to let it go. You have to let it go, okay? You need to let it go, as the song says. It doesn't matter. Even if he doesn't play week one, it doesn't matter. You've already drafted him at third round value. Move on, okay? Move on and get to the point where you've drawn your line and now you're post-news Bob. Post-news Jesus, post news swaggy, post news whoever else is in the chat right now. We got 210 people. Hit that thumb up button. Now that you're a post news individual, okay? Now you need to say to yourself, am I going to run away like a little baby? Or am I going to say to myself, fifth round value, sign me up? If you don't think this guy's getting massive volume by, let's just even call it midseason, the, the, the best talent on the roster, the, the monster on the roster. I don't know what to tell you because you were here for it. 
You were here for it last year when we watched Brees Hall in week number four transform into the number one running back in the National Football League to a lot of us, even over Christian McCaffrey. And now, because of Dalvin Cook, an aging running back that still got some gas left in the tank, I think a lot of you misunderstand where I'm coming from. Like, do, am I happy about this? Again, my post, my pre-news self of the signing is not happy because I overpaid. That's mainly why I'm unhappy. I'm not concerned that it works out. I think he works out. Maybe he's slow starting because now they have a reason to slow start him, whereas before they, they didn't. Javante doesn't have a reason to so slow start because there, there's no elite running back in front of him. I know a lot of people like P. Ryan, but he's also got no setbacks whatsoever. So in 20-plus days ahead, if he's got no setbacks whatsoever, if in 20-plus days he is light years ahead of where he is right now, which is light years ahead of where Barkley and J.K. were in Week 1... Tell me what you think is going to happen. We're seeing this guy get thrown in. I know the Jets are going to make a decision probably without Hall even deciding or having too much of an ability to weigh in. So they could say, look, we're going to give you like five to seven carries in week one. We just want to make sure you get eased in your future. Cook's on a one-year deal. Cook's not going to be here next year. You are our future. And for every dynasty owner out there, calm the hell down because look at Barkley right now. Barkley had a disastrous recovery. And don't say every every recovery is bad the first year. It's not. Stop regurgitating things you hear from another analyst. You have no idea what you're talking about. It's all case by case. And he's going to show you, and he's going to potentially show you midseason if they, if they ease him in right. But this is a situation where they're going to go to him and say, look, you're our future. And look at Barkley right now. If you own him in Dynasty, look at Barkley's value right now. I'm not saying his his age and how many years he has left is is the most attractive thing from a dynasty perspective, but his physical talent right now. Are you concerned about his ACL at all? The answer is no. Barkley looks a hundred thousand percent. Okay, at this point, so Barkley's a a reason, a, a beam of light, uh, a light at the end of the tunnel, uh, a future hope that you can tie to that relates to his value and how you're going to feel about him a year from now. So in dynasty, calm down, calm down. It's not even a big deal in dynasty. You know, I, I don't think it's going to be the biggest deal in redraft. I think this Jets offense is going to be ultra-efficient. This is one of the most efficient running backs in the National Football League. This is a guy that can catch 100 yards receiving. This is a guy that can have 10 carries for 112 yards and two touchdowns. This is a guy that can be ultra-efficient. Okay, let's, 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 let's calm down and pump the brakes on just writing him into the 20s. For RBs in 2023. Some of the, the, the things people have sent me. Little screenshots. I got a couple $20 haulers that I got to get out of the way here. Because I can't make my $20 hauler people wait. We've got Cody dropping a 20. Cody. Alert. Super chat alert. Alert. Super chat alert. Okay, so Cody comes in. He says, I demand the tripod. Here you go, son. The tripod, likened to pyramids in ancient Egypt, consists of drafting either Joe Burrow or Jalen Hurts with one of Hall, Gibbs or B. John, and one of Alavi, Watson, Wilson, or Chase. So you could say, oh, take Hall off there, and that's fine. That's fine. Or you could look at it like this is a cheap stack of Brees Hall. 
Um, but but even if we were to remove Hall, which I hate redoing the audio whenever some, something happens out of a big eclectic group of players that I threw together on some sort of scene, I then got to come back and 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 redo it. I'm not redoing it. I'm not redoing it. I'm not taking Brees Hall off, but here's your tripod. You get Joe Burrow. And now it's even Fields. Okay, it's even Fields. Let's grab Fields real quick. Let me show you the Mars man while I grab his graphic. He's on a shuttle to Mars. Mars man. Look at this Mars man group. Dropping and spinning aimlessly in space. And you're probably asking, Smitty, are you removing... Brees Hall from the Marsman list. No, I'm not, because guess what? Fifth round value makes him more valuable in a sense than having him in the third round with no Dalvin Cook. Does everybody understand the different the difference of that? It's like Charbonnet and, and Walker. Walker at freaking fifth round value is way more valuable than Walker in the second round with no Charbonnet. Or four, 12 overall, 13 overall, 14 overall. Overall, with no Charbonnet, I'd rather have Walker in the fifth round with Charbonnet. Charbonnet gives you that firepower on top of it. So tripod away, and let's put uh, let's put Fields on here, shall we? Because he deserves to be here. The tripod, likened to pyramids in ancient Egypt, consists of drafting either Joe Burrow or Jalen Hurts with one of. Let's try that one more time now that Fields is there. The tripod, likened to pyramids in ancient Egypt, consists of drafting either Joe Burrow or Jalen Hurts with one of Hall, Gibbs, or... Appreciate you um, dropping that $20 hauler, uh, Cody. You're a monster. An absolute straight $20 slinging monster, my guy. Mad Dog dropping a 20. Alert. Super chat alert. My boy, Mad Dog. Mad Cap Mad Dog coming in here hot in a 16-team league. Wow, that's a lot of that's a lot of teams, bro. Point five, third overall pick. Bijan is locked in, but I need help prioritizing the rest of my draft. Any tips? Um, use the, the, uh, the Hero RB approach that I just dropped in the video, bro. The Hero RB is the way to go. The Hero RB is your friend. The Hero RB is a way of... Uh, let me get Fields off the, the screen here. Oh, that's what happened. Okay, the tripod. I meant to put him on the tripod, and he, he never mind, he landed over here. <laughs> uh, zero, he's kind of an RB. You know, Fields is like a, an RB. You want to add him to your zero RB group. But Bijan in round number one, okay, that is your hero RB anchor. And then you go you go pile driving on on a on an eclectic, as we used earlier, word of the day. A group of RBs in the 5th and 6th and 7th round. You just go blasting away, bro, in the 5th, 6th, 7th round. You go uh, uh, accumulating these guys right here. Not Pollard. Pollard's, uh, Pollard's um, that's, uh, he's from another video. I'm sorry. Let me take him off. Uh, Hall, Gibbs, Walker, uh, Pacheco, Javante. Those are all players that you're going to grab. Okay, my guy, and, and Tony Pollard is a player you could potentially practice the Hero RB, um, which is why that's probably on there. The Hero RB, if you were to start it all out with wide receiver and then do your Hero RB Tony Pollard round two and then get back to business draft and no, um, no running backs for quite some time. But but go watch that video. It will certainly help you, Mad Dog. Go, go Hero RB, which is essentially not zero wide receiver, but... 
or I'm sorry, zero running back, but one running back, and then you're going zero running back for a while. That's essentially what hero is. Don't don't set on it though. Don't cement it in because if if let's say you get to round two and Pollard's there for some crazy reason, bro, or something like that, then you change courses and you say to yourself, okay, I'm not going to stick to something just because I said I was going to try it at the beginning of the draft. You got to adjust and adapt. You got to let best player available guide you. Never cement yourself into a strategy. But I think that video will help you. And I think going maybe Alave and potentially going Ridley and then potentially going uh, you know, Walker if Walker were to fall. In, in a 16-teamer, I don't know that we're looking at that. So maybe it's it's more so take one of those out because 16 teams is a boatload of, player, of players getting drafted in between all those picks. So I would say you're probably looking at something like Alave is your number two, Bijan your number one. You might even might even have to go Walker with your third, maybe T-Law with your... I mean, who the hell knows how that's going to shake out. That's a lot of players, but just go best player available and cycle through the process, my guy. That's a great... You can call in too and we can discuss it a little further. But I think that that video is probably the best approach for you because those Pachecos, DeAndre Swift, Javante, they're waiting for you, bro. In the in the for, for most people, five, six, seven round territory and a 16 teamer, it's more like five, six, and then they're gone. And then they're gone, bro. Drafted Brees in, in round six last night at 10 man league. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. You get Brees Hall in this hero running back strategy. You get Brees Hall in five or six or Walker in five or six. Let's just call Walker. Let's say Walker's not in this. Let's go worst case scenario. Walker goes in four or whatever. You get Brees Hall. You just told me you got him in six, says uh, um, Peanut Butter and Waivers. Right here. Here's his super chat, which, by the way, thank you for your $2 super chat, my guy. If you're telling me you got him in sixth round, let's put him in five to be safe. This is an absolute... Winning league formula right here. You go Hero RB, you smash Bijan. You go St. Brown in round two. You go Ridley in round three. You go Fields in round four. You've got one RB, your Hero RB, your Anchor in round one. And, and you got Hall and Swift. Hall and Pacheco. And you're crushing it. You're absolutely crushing it. There's no reason not to de deploy this strategy with a big grin on your face the entire way through. Uh, your entire draft. So, peanut butter waivers, thank you for the super chat. E-Rock dropping a super says, blessing the fantasy football community. Give us uh, discernment. Thank you. Appreciate you for tithing today on the fantasy football show. Deckard says, yo, Smitty. Uh, appreciate you, Deckard. Deckard was the first super chatter in the building. Thank you, Deckard. Appreciate you dropping that, that wad on screen. Let's get back to business. News right in front of your face. Javante Williams. Let's ride. 2023, I'm on board. 2023, I'm looking at this board one more time, this draft board, and I'm saying to myself, goodness gracious, I could get Javante Williams in round five. What if Hall did slip to six? What if I've got a decision between Swift and Hall and guys like that? Of course, I'd take, uh, honestly, I like both of them, to be honest, but I've got a decision between getting a, uh, a walker at the top of five a Javante in five, maybe a Javante in six if you're lucky. Javante Williams is going to win leagues for you potentially in the fifth or sixth round or in between. That's a fantastic value. Then you get guys like Pickens in round seven, sometimes six, seven, sometimes seven, eight. Pickens is the next guy we're talking about right now because Pickens is on the verge of breaking out in a monster way. Let's put Javante news away and let's dig into the Pickens news. I don't know if anybody knew this, but Pickens, if you look at the data, Pickens was tied 
for ninth with 33 targets when he was in tightly covered situations, but third in receptions in tightly covered situations with 16, behind only Devontae Adams and Mike Williams. His 48.5% catch rate on tightly covered targets led to an all led, led all qualifying wide receivers in fantasy 2023. 2022. I have a feeling we're going to read that in 2023 too. Man, this guy, this guy, everyone complains about, oh, he needs to get better doing this. He needs to run better routes or he needs to figure out this part of his game. The guy was, the guy was leading all wide receivers last year. All wide receivers last year in catch rate and tightly covered targets. Let's go. Let's go, George Pickens. Let's go, Moon Men. Moon Men list are here to stay. And they're here to win leagues. The moon men dropping loads in outer space. George Pickens is on the moon men list, obviously. And he's going to drop loads all over the field. Space moon says. In 2023. And you're either here for it or you're not. And if you're not, we're taking away your Bijan card. Because George Pickens has given you every indication he's going to ball out in 2023. And he's so hungry. He's so hungry. You can see it in his, his diva-like mentality, which I love. I don't want my wide receiver to be reserved. I want them to be a player that's not going to get crazy like Antonio Brown or like Diggs and start yelling at his quarterback and being a, a me, me, me person. But I want a player that thinks he's the best wide receiver in the National Football League. I want a player that when he catches the football, he's going to slam that thing down or potentially start a fire. You know what I'm saying? When you start the fire. I want my, I want my wide receiver... To be a player that enjoys the game and enjoys dominating his opponent. And this guy, George Pickens, is going to be celebrating, flexing, showing the league he's going to take everybody uh, to the cleaners. And I'm so excited about a potential wide receiver two season. And I don't even want to get too excited here, but say maybe higher than a mid-wide receiver too. Like, he could be way better than that, guys. And we're drafting him as our third or fourth wide receiver. He's literally going in round number seven, eight. It depends where you're drafting. But George Pickens is a steal in this territory here where you're going wide receiver, wide receiver, and and quarterback and then you get back to RBs and then you still need your your uh your fourth you know your second or, or your third wide receiver or let's say you go you go Bijan wide receiver wide receiver wide receiver and then you have an extra flex spot you could put George Pickens in your first or second flex spot it's absolutely glory is what it is and people that aren't behind George Pickens are going to be very very sorry at the end of the year they're going to be ashamed of themselves uh this news right here the plan for soon-to-be New England Patriot running back Zeke Elliott is to fly to New England to be on the ground this morning, making the signing official. That was earlier today. Uh, uh, then catch a team plane to Green Bay where the Patriots and Packers will have a joint practice starting tomorrow. Elliott should participate. So it'll be so weird seeing him in a New England jersey. Now, you got to ask the question because we've been asking about Brees Hall. We got a $10 hauler from Ryan. The moon. Ryan with the moonshot, baby. Ryan with the moonshot, $10 hauler. Been watching for four years. Never see you disrespect someone for respectfully sharing their opinion. Disgusting. You preach the importance of respecting others' opinions, yet you have no regard for... Uh, who are we talking about, Ryan? Who are we talking about? 
Are we talking about when I when I hang up people on the phone? Like, Ryan, this is not a... I appreciate your super chat, by the way. But this is not your cookie-cutter mom-and-pop thing. We have fun here. We have a good time here. And this is how the show operates. This is how the show's been operating. If you've been watching for four years, you know I hang up on people all the time. And if you're talking about when I hung up on Avi yesterday, he called back and told me how amazing the show was and this and that. I don't know if you kept watching, but I don't know what we're talking about, Ryan, to be frank at this point. But I appreciate you, and this is the way the show is. And it's going to be extremely based around my opinion because I'm the one behind the, the mic and yeah, sometimes I'm going to have an extreme opinion. Sometimes I'm going to send people on laps. Sometimes there's a focal point of the show. Like right now, Pickens, if someone comes in and says Pickens is going to bust, I'm going to hit the take a lap button. That's the nature of the show, Ryan. You've been watching for four years. There's nothing wrong with that. That's how we do it. That's how dad did it. I'm like, what are we talking about here, Ryan? I mean, goodness gracious. Uh, B. Sarah says, what moves to make it a 12-team full PPR Fields, Chubb, Gibbs, G. Willie, London, D. Waller, uh, Javante Williams, Dotson, Oconquo. This is a good squad. This is a really good squad. I'd say... I'd say none. I'd say I wait to trades for trades to come to you. I would say, would I want to get Bijan over Chubb by using a, a, another, a bench player? Sure, but do I want to get rid of any of the players you have? No, not really. I think I let this ride. Maybe Darren Waller. Darren Waller and Chubb for Bijan, and you throw a Conquo in there. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the, the thing I guess I would gravitate toward is Waller. Even though I love Waller. I love Waller. He's got a great year. I, I might just hold off, bro, and let that team do damage, and then you've got some trade potential. You know, after week one, I think your players only go up. I think your players only go up in value, bro. If if I were you, I would, uh, I would, uh, <laughs> well, I don't, just don't understand why Ryan's so mad at me. Ryan's so mad at me because I hang up on someone. Are you entertained? Isn't part of this show that it's an entertaining delivery? I don't understand what, what we're getting so upset over because someone gets hung up on. I'll hit this button. There's a reason. Finish him. There's a reason I have a scale. Finish him. Call. Like, what are we talking about, Ryan? What are we talking about? What do you want me to do? Come in here and go, congratulations to everybody for finishing second place. I'm not going to yell at anybody. Um, we're just going to march forward and pat each other on the back, Ryan. We're not doing that. Okay. Here we go. Another piece of news here. You're, you're free to call in, Ryan. I'll, I'd be happy to talk to you about it if you're that upset at me. You've been watching me for four years. We can repair this. We can fix this, Ryan, you and I. Justin Ross was carted off the field. We got news that it wasn't as severe, but we'll find out more on Justin Ross. Uh, he can't stay healthy. He can't stay healthy. Bottom line is he can't stay healthy. And I, I it's just not going to happen, unfortunately. It just does not feel like it's going to happen. Um, but I, I was so excited about potentially having something, you know, to, to, to root for in terms of like underdog beyond underdogs. And Richardson was, was named the starting quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts, which is fantastic that these organizations, the Panthers with, with, uh, with Bryce Young, um, the Texans with Stroud 
Richardson in Indianapolis. This is why Shanahan's such a bad head coach. Good offensive coordinator, bad head coach. He ruined Trey Lance. Trey Lance is garbage now. Trey Lance is cooked. He's scared. He's not playing like like he's played. He played so much better as a as a rookie against the Texans than he did than he did in that preseason game. Trey Lance is cooked. He's done. And this is how you support your number one overall player that you draft. This is how you support a, a guy you take in the top three, top four, top five. It's ridiculous. People keep defending Kyle Shanahan. The worst offensive decision or the worst uh, uh, personnel decision maker out of every coach in the NFL is what he is. And you can you can defend him all you want. But I, I love that the teams are back in their rookies. Joe Mixon is back in trial. Surprise, surprise this morning for the continuation of his case. I would be surprised if it went into tomorrow, um, but I'm not privy to the number of witnesses expected to be called on. I'll keep you posted. This is in regards to his, uh, it's a criminal. This is not the civil one. This is the the road rage where he apparently, uh, a weapon showed up. Um, surprise, surprise again, because that's what happened at his home during the civil situation as well. So um, we'll find out more on that, but there certainly could be a suspension or something, but knowing the NFL, I doubt they do anything. Um, there could be, is, is all we know. It's all we can say, because this is a, a criminal situation. Um, we talked about Zeke Elliott already. Got that out of the way. Appreciate that. And here, right here, Brees Hall. We got that. Brees Hall coming off the the uh, the, the PUP today. Um, ironic timing, but he's ready. He's walking with a smooth operator uh, type of, uh, uh, of jive. And this guy is is gonna, I think, be a steal moving forward, regardless of the price you paid earlier. You gotta let that go, and you gotta look at this from a different perspective. So let's hit the phone lines. We got uh, David on the line. What's up, David? You're live. Hey, what's going on, man? What's up, man? Uh, listen, man. Just got done with a uh, two hundred fifty dollar uh, Yahoo draft. Just wanted to run it by you real quick. Don't want to take up a lot of your time. You, you're uh, not taking my time. First, you. You're not taking my time. First of all, we we can keep you on the phone line. You can ask more questions. You're you're good to go. Despite what Ryan said about me, I, I am a I am a friendly man. <laughs> hey, we know you are. That's why we love you. <laughs> go ahead. Uh, yeah, just wanted to run it by you, man. Still got a couple underdog drafts to go, but. Want to run what I just got and uh, see what you think about it. any changes I should have made or trades maybe coming up. All right, let, let me realize. let me get it on the marker board real quick, and then we'll we'll take okay. it we'll take it there. I got a, a five dollar hauler from Christian it says twelve man league QB Herbert Etn and Jacobs wide receiver Chase Alave Andrews Flex Watson any changes? Uh, Etn uh, Jacobs. I'm trying to trade Jacobs. Um, Andrews is a guy I potentially would trade if the price was right, mainly because I don't draft him. Um, you know, in the third round or anything, I'd rather get different talent like Gibbs. And so I, I'd be looking to trade Jacobs and Gibbs and try and make some moves there. All right, go hit me with your team, bro. Let's go to, uh, let's go to the marker board. And you just want to know if there's anything, right, so, any, any moves to make. Is that what you said? Yeah. And I mean, just basically your overall thought, you know, what you think, um, you know, maybe if I should make a move, stacking a player, stuff, stuff. basically just your overall thought. Okay, let, let, me get my uh, mar- let me get my marker ready because my markers are out. So okay. Uh, let's start off with your quarterback. Yeah, so it's 10 team, has CPR. So I got uh, Fields. I was picking at the 102. So I got Fields. I got JJ. I got Sun God. I got ETN and Walker. Okay, Fields, Fields, JJ, ETN, 
Amon Ra. You got Kenneth Walker. I love it so far. Yeah. Um, love it. I took a little backseat on the tight end position, but I'm hoping maybe the stack. I got Cole Komet. You know, not not horrible, but I mean, you know. No, I like Komet. I like Komet. Komet's a very, very big sleeper candidate for me. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I got Judy as my flex. You know, a lot of people like Judy and, and trust your gut on him because, you know, he could actually, you know, have a decent year, um, especially with the injury to um, Tim Patrick. But I, I still I still would trade him high. Like, so my, my stance on Judy isn't changing just because, you know, he's he's looking pretty decent right now. I like him a lot. I like well, him a lot. Talent. To get DJ Moore, but the guy picked him two yeah. spots before. I, I would have liked DJ Moore way more. Um, it's not that I don't like Judy's talent, talent, you know, and ability. I've always liked it. I've always talked up Judy, but I am not going near him in the fourth round. He just feels like a disaster for me in the fourth round. Yeah. So I, I would look to maybe trade him. I'm not really trading ETN because you'd have to sell him low. So yeah. I'm not, and I'm not trading Amon Raw. I'm not trading JJ. I'm not trading Fields. I'm not trading Walker. Uh, do you have Charbonnet? I did. I got Charbonnet as that's my smart. that's smart. my little backup in case something happens. Only thing I'm looking to do. So I got okay, so what are the... I got Zay Flowers. I got uh, Jordy Addison. You know, I kind of loaded up on the rookies, man. Yeah, I don't think you can really do much, bro. There's not much to, to do here. I mean, unless somebody's going to give you straight up a player for player for Judy, like you can get a London or uh, a Christian Watson for Judy, and you might have to give up more. You might not. Um, obviously, you don't give up any of these major pieces at all. But if let's say. You, yeah. could, you had to give up uh, uh, Zay Flowers, potentially, who I like a lot, too. He could come in and be your wide receiver three, you know, if, let's say, Judy went down. That's a, it's a good team. I, it just the only thing I would do is try and get London or, or Christian Watson specifically. If you could get him using, like, okay. Flowers and Judy or something like that, I would definitely take advantage of that. Past that, bro, there's, this is one of those teams you just walk into the season with. You know, if, yeah. if an offer yeah, comes cool. to you, that you can bring it, and then we'll see if you should do it. But I don't, I don't think I'll make any moves. Okay, good data. Uh, I appreciate it, Smith. All right, man. Um, yeah, Kate, you can stay on the line or you can call back if you have another question, whichever one works for you, pal. Hey, you know, it's gym time, bro. You know, I've been missing you at the gym, man. I got to go to the gym, get these, yeah. get these uh, I, I, bicep curls. I, de- I definitely got to get a pump in. I, I'm, I haven't been <laughs> I haven't been doing the push-ups like I promised uh, the last day or two because – I've been I've been so slammed with the Zeke Elliott and the Cook and then the, it's been, but I need to get back to it. I need to do it tonight. I'm getting back to it. 200 push-ups tonight, uh, 200 sit-ups tonight, and um, how, how many pull-ups should I do? How many pull-ups is even? What do you think? 50 is 50. Uh, you, you you do as many until failure. Until failure. Just just do like what sets of yeah. 10. Sets of 10. I'll just do sets of 10. Do 10. And then uh, I, pu- I mean, pu- you don't you don't even have to do ten, but you can do five sets. Just do them until failure. Do you five know? sets until failure. It's all about just all right. Super just... sets, man. Do do your push ups and then and then do your pull ups. Atta boy. I like sets. I like it, David. Hey I'm... man, I was just in Scottsdale, Smitty. I should have hit you up, man. I was thinking about you while I was out there. Scottsdale, yeah, I, I'm I'm real close to Scottsdale. I'm like uh, two miles from it, so. Um, yeah, super hot, ridiculously hot. Yeah. All right, bro. Appreciate you. All right, you can hang tight if you want. Uh, Josh, you're live. What's up, Smitty? What's up, pal? Um, just wanted to talk about Brees Hall. I mean, I've been watching for quite a bit, and if there's one thing I've ever learned from you, it's that uh, if there are multiple red flags, stay away. And it's 
honestly, it's hard to find a player. I'm st- I still like where you saw the videos upside. It's hard to find a player in his range or even at all that has more red flags than Brees Hall, in my opinion. I would agree with you if that was in round three still. I mean, I don't know that I would agree with you. I'd say Josh Jacobs. I'd say J.K. Dobbins. There's a lot of players I feel would have more. But I would agree with your 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 process if it was still in round three. But I feel like your reaction, and, and Josh, I mean this with no disrespect. I feel like your reaction is as if he's still in round three. No, it's not. I just drafted him in round seven. And I think, it, you know, there's obviously more upside there. And But why not? Round I mean, seven. even Pickens. I mean... But but bro, you know, you, or, bro, you're complaining at all, and you Watson. just got him around seven. I mean, like, are, are talking about it being, you know, some sort of like red flag galore in round seven? I mean, th- look, no, there was a super flag. I don't, th- I, I, that's crazy value though. Round seven's crazy value. That even a super, super flex. flex, super flex, yeah, but super flex by that point, it's about a round difference. You know, you get down there, it's about one round different. Sometimes it even levels back out to normal by seven or eight. Because once the quarterbacks get consumed at a rate that, like, kind of matches up to where it's closer to what it would have been in a 1QB anyway. Because it's really top-heavy with quarterbacks in the middle of the draft. So, like, a guy that's a third-rounder is usually a fourth-rounder or or further. But as you get into, like, round seven, it starts leveling back out and kind of the gap gets closed. So, Brees Hall around seven in a super flex is, like, six and a half. You know that that that's in a, right. in a one QB right. that, that that package is in. What I always say though, like look at Swift as an example, and, and keep in mind when I tell you to avoid someone with red flags, there are the exceptions when the cost of entry is ridiculously amazing and the risk is really really or the the upside's really really high. So DeAndre Swift has a lot of red flags, but we love him around six because the potential is so high. And the cost is so the the risk is so low. Brees Hall, do you really feel like he won't be a top five to seven, top five to eight running back for like even six games? Because if you're even uh, going to get like the final six games, the final two months, final eight games of Brees Hall, he will crush, absolutely crush round seven, round six value, like just annihilate it. Like you'll win your league. Like keep in mind, keep in mind too of this little thing here. If you're playing in total points, might might be a, a tiny bit different. If your league is total points, but if you're playing in a league that's traditional, like everybody's playing pretty much, everybody watching, ninety percent of everybody's playing in this league, this format I'm about to describe. You get to week number ten, bro, and you're making the playoffs. Weeks one through ten didn't matter. Like, yeah, maybe seeding, but sometimes seeding is not a big deal. Sometimes seeding is a, a, a detriment and not a, a, a help. But, like, you get into the fantasy playoffs and Brees Hall is back to normal and you're there and he, he, he didn't disappoint, but he didn't do what maybe we wanted him to do. He still was a contributor. He was still flex-worthy, let's just say in a worst-case scenario. Like, you're going to be so excited that you have a full-go Brees Hall on your roster. I don't think Dalvin Cook is going to stay healthy on a workload that is so big that it hurts Brees Hall's value. If he's getting that kind of workload, A, I don't know that he stays healthy. He's an injury-prone guy. He's always been. And 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 I don't think they want that. They want the more explosive player. And if you put a healthy Brees Hall next to Dalvin Cook in week eight on, 
Brees Hall is going to show up on the field more than Dalvin Cook because of his explosive ability. And the fact that this guy can have a 100-yard receiving game, 100-yard rushing game, rotate between the two, wouldn't shock me if he had a 200-total-yard game this season. Like, maybe it doesn't happen in weeks one through four, but that's why we're saying leave the past in the past. Seventh-round value, bro. You you worked out. You got him. Essentially, you got him. Got him. Right, yeah. Even so, even in a normal draft, fifth round, why, why take the risk? I mean, there are there are quite a bit of red flags. I understand that you're able to look past them, and some other people are, and I am too at the right price. But why take him over Najee, who I don't even I'm not love, taking him. I'm not taking him over Najee, though. I'm not taking him over Najee. Najee's, Najee's in four. Najee's in four. Or, um, you know, all these other players that we love, you know? Like, well, why? Why take the risk? Also, I'm not a fan of drafting for, you know, weeks 10 through 17, you know. I, and I know that's not your strategy either because I've heard you criticize other analysts for, you know, talking the same way. Yeah, but but the thing is, bro, he's not going where Najee's going. Like, that's what I'm saying. Your 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 argument feels like you still think he's a high-ranked guy. Najee's going in, like, 3-4. Like, we're not, having, we're not having a conversation that is parallel to what I think your stance is. He's If you're talking about round six... Because you just got him in seven in a super flex. So let's call it 6.1. That's where DeAndre Swift's going. That's where Isaiah Pacheco's going. That's where a lot of running backs are going. None of which have no red flags. All of them have some sort of risk level to them. Now, if you need a wide receiver, I could get behind maybe going a wide receiver. But I'm, I don't think it's risky given the upside. Not to mention the red flags to me are probably different than they are to you. I don't see a whole lot of red flags. I see a guy coming back from an injury. That is a red flag. Most certainly. And I see Dalvin Cook. I don't see the offense being a red flag. I don't see the usage being a red flag come midseason. I don't see a lot of the things that I think other people see. I see a guy that that health red flag will be out of the way. I think by week eight or week nine, we'll have no red flags. It'll be Brees Hall, top five running back, top five dynasty player, uh, guy completely in his groove. And if in a worst case scenario, it takes him half a year to get there. I still think by the end of the year, he'll finish inside the top 10 running backs, even with a slow start. Even with a slow start, he could finish inside. That's how good he can be once he's full go on inside the top 10 running backs. It's a risk I'm willing to take. Is it a risk I'd take in every single draft? In round six or seven, yes. In like round late round five, probably not. If we're talking like five where Walker's going, I'm taking Walker over him. I'm taking Walker over him, but I'm not trying to take him over Walker. I'm not trying to take him over Najee. I'm not trying to take him over much secure players. But you're talking about a territory where there's a lot of red flags. Kadarius Tony, that sixth round is loaded with players that are red flag, you know, riddled. So I, I just I think we're seeing this one differently, but it's all good. Uh, it's gonna it's gonna take a lot of people to doubt him, and you're somebody that just drafted him, <laughs> but it's gonna take a lot of people to doubt him. For us to keep this value down, so no, no way, right. I'm, no yeah, way, I'm drafting. Maybe this. Oh, go, go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, I think maybe the better strategy that you, you know, could start advising people on is why not trade low for him? If you know, if you don't think he's going to explode, we will. Ten, why not? We yeah, will why not waste your fifth round pick now. Believe and then me, trade for him in week five. Believe me, we will. Because not everybody's going to get a chance. Only one person out of 12 is going to get a chance to own him. He will be on, as I said last night, 
He will be probably on the buy low list, atop the buy low list for, for weeks. We, coming out of week one, buy low. Coming out of week two, buy low. Hey, guys, have you bought Brees Hall yet? Buy low. It, I, I can see this being like a month-long endeavor. <laughs> so he'll absolutely be on the buy low list every single week for sure. For sure. But like to avoid him in round six, not going to come out of my mouth. I, I, I'm, I'm taking him all day long at that value. Uh, in five, again, depends who's there. Because Walker, Fields, I'm taking those guys over over Brees because I love those players in that territory anyway. And they're and they're safe as can be right. to me. But round six, okay. bro, if he's one at six point one, I'm smashing six point one all day long. Okay. I got you. Makes sense. Um, one last thing I'll let you go. How do you know? You know, I heard you say this, I think last night, that he is light years ahead of where Barkley and Cobbins were. I, I just don't know how you could make such a claim. Twenty three miles per hour. I mean twenty three miles per hour. How how are you how are you running twenty it was twenty one, but but um Okay. Even so, we're see, we're there's there's reports all over. It's twenty three. They just signed a star running back. You know there are signs that he's not. You know he could run in a straight line, but you don't know until he's coming. But I but I I do know because I've had an ACL recovery. I know I know what it's like to to be still hampered by. You can't do things like that. He he's light years ahead because Barkley wasn't even cutting. Barkley wasn't even ready at all. Um, J.K. Dobbins was having setbacks. He wasn't ready at all. They were so far behind where a, a solid returning player should be, and and nobody was reading those the the, the writing on the wall with that. Brees Hall, there's been talk about him being way ahead of schedule. So those words have actually been used in reports. He's been way ahead of schedule. That that's that's not something I'm just making up. Uh, Javante, you're hearing miracle. He's obviously light years ahead. Those these are these are two players that. We don't know how long it's going to take Brees Hall to get to where Javante is right now, but he's got well over 20 days to do it. Like, that's the crazy part that I don't think people are factoring in, is you still have less than a month, but uh, almost a... What, how many how many exact days do we have? It, it's under a month, but we have literally just under a month left before you have to worry Maybe about... Maybe like 22 days. Or yeah, like 20, 20, 22, 23 days, something like that. Uh, that's a lot of time, bro. That that is that is a that is a grip of time for Brees Hall to get even that much yeah. better. And right now, the the word yeah. is all he's working on is the trust of cutting. That's it. He he's got the knee where it needs to be. He's running. Um, you could say twenty one, but or twenty two. I've I've seen multiple reports. He ran twenty three miles per hour. So I don't know where you got your report, but I've seen multiple reports on it. And and Javante. We're going to see him in a preseason game if that isn't evidence enough that he's light years and light. They're so confident in where he's at and saying he, they don't even they can't even tell he tore his ACL that he's going out there and playing a preseason game. But we'll have to wait and see. There's going to be different opinions on Brees Hall until he is or isn't what we all are saying he's going to be. It's just going to be everybody's divided, and then we'll we'll see what happens. We'll see who cleaned up with six well, round value. I sure hope you're right. I, I mean, it's worth the risk in six round territory, bro. That's all I'm telling you. Yeah, it is. You're all right. right. I'll just read off this team, the team that I just drafted, and then I'll get out of here. All right, so, go ahead. Superflex, we draft Aaron Rodgers, Bijan Gibbs, Chase, Garrett Wilson, Christian Watson, Kenneth Walker, Pickens, Cook, Be- Beast, Brees Hall, and Russell Wilson. You, and, and, and just answer this honest question before you leave. Looking at Brees Hall, do, do you do you feel like looking at that team when you see Brees Hall? Do you think that's a potential league-winning move for you? 
Um, yeah, especially because I drafted um, Cook in the 10th. Yeah, and that, that's easy too. You cuff them together. It's not, not a difficult thing at this moment. Because Cook's value, what's weird is people will come in here and say Cook's a running back one. Cook's a, How can you say Cook's a running back one? And But but then 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 get, be hard on Brees Hall's sharing situation when it's the same situation. That part is confusing to me. Well, I, but, think, it's, I think it's because, you know, Cook is going from nothing to something and Brees Hall is going right, from but, the world to an average running back. That's why, you know, that's the psychology of it. Right. But that's, you know? the, but that's the ridiculous part is like, how in the hell are you going to sit here and not you, but how in the hell is somebody going to sit here and, and try and talk up half the situation and not the other? If you're down on the committee environment, you're down on the committee environment. So that's so weird. Some of these Dalvin Cook stances, but in, for the most part, you can get them in 10, you can get them in a, a nine, 11, and so you cuff those two together, it feels as powerful as the Walker-Charbonnet combination. Like, it, it's it's very secure. It's very secure. I think I think you'll pretty much know. I like it even better. Yeah. All right, Josh. Appreciate you. Later. Thank you. All right, dial into the show. If anybody wants to dial in, we got DW. The phone line's presented by DW and TMT. Call into the show. Call, call into the show. If you want to knock off either of these gentlemen and have your name listed here, drop a 70-plus uh, Super Chat, or I don't know if anybody's going to beat TMT or Double D's uh, August gifting of memberships, 250. That's that's a tough that's a tough number to get to. Garrett says, if Brees is a top 10 running back, I'll eat my, uh, eat my toe. Okay, Garrett. Appreciate you, Garrett. Everybody drop a gorilla emoji icon. Garrett's got the highest Super Chat of the actual year. Let me go to this screen and show you. Garrett's got a $600 hauler down at the bottom. Somebody wants to knock off Garrett's Super Chat. They can do so, and they can own the emoji, which is Garrett's right now. Go find that gorilla and an eggplant emoji. You're live on the Fantasy Football Show 608 caller. Who am I talking to? Uh, Andrew Madden over here in Madison, Wisconsin. I'm the Mad Dog 1991, about the 16-team league. Uh, okay, Mad Mad Dog. Okay, hold on. Let me see. Mad Dog. Oh, Mad Dog, the super chatter. My yes, man, sir. My man, Mad Dog. And where you said you're calling from? Where? Madison, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Okay, hit me and with I the alcoholics and cheese. All right, hit me with the Mad Dog. So, I want to go B John at number three, but after that, you said go Hero RB. Or, excuse me. Uh, go Hero RB, and then. With, with the 16 team league, I'm guessing just go best player available. I'm, I'm I've been doing this league for like 15 years since high school. I'm dating myself. I'm in my almost mid 30s here. Um, I, I just just the 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 landscape sh- like shifts every year, and running back heavy teams seem to win this league every year. So am I crazy to go like B. John Jameer Gibbs? In a sixteen-team league at pick two, would you no. be like al- no. almost thirty, almost th- basically pick thirty-two? I think it's twenty-nine no. at the time. No, you're not crazy at all. You know, there, there, there's there's best player available is the key, as you said. You want to go best player available. Best player available will lead you down all great paths and avenues. So make sure you uh, make sure you practice best player available, even when you go in with a set approach. Frank, take a lap. By the way, uh, Frank says Smitty don't read his super chats. What do you think's on my screen, Frank? Take a lap. Take a 
But I th- I think um I I think there's nothing wrong with the running back running back as much as we're talking about going hero RB. Just adjust and adapt. If Pollard or Gibbs are there in a 16 man league, that's essentially the third oh, there's, round. There's, yeah, there's no way those guys are there at pick. Well, that'd be like 29, I think. No, there's no way. Yeah, I mean, bro, when you're when you're talking about a, a 16 man league, that's the third round. You know, essentially where Gibbs is. So that's that's fine. Oh yeah. Yeah. Go go go, Gibbs uh, in round two if if you got to. Um, doesn't mean I would for sure do it. It depends on who's there. But I think that's a you know you're gonna monopolize the running backs. You you have to start two of them, right? Oh, absolutely. Uh, it's QB, uh, two wide receiver, two running back, tight end flex, and normal bench. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's a smart. It's a smart general plan of attack. I, I don't I don't hate that plan at all. I I when I when I draft and I've been doing a lot of mocks. My it's been my team is basically like. Year three in the NFL or younger. So, like, when I get when I go Gibbs, I when I get back to my second round pick, it's like Devonte Smith, Jameer Gibbs, Olave's already gone. And then when I get to uh, my third round pick, six picks later, which is I don't know, like thirty five. I have to what the number is. Like, I'm almost just tempted to just draft Justin Fields. I'm also here's a huge Bears fan here in Wisconsin, which is you know out of the ordinary. But, yeah, you know. Like if you don't get your guy in this league, you have about thirty picks till your next pick. What? Or so let, let let me ask you, um, what is the, what is the uh, potential? Uh, what's the potential player you're getting in the third round when you're mocking? Um. So if I go like B. John third, I get somebody like Devonte Smith from the Eagles, uh, second round, that type of receiver. And then third round, I've been getting Jameer Gibbs. So I've been leaning more towards that, like, receiver round two rather than going Jameer Gibbs straight away at pick, I think it's 29 or 30. Yeah. So you got to – you got you know, I, I hear you, bro. I hear you. Yeah. Uh, I, to in be, the, to be honest league, with you, it's going to be hard to help you pass that second pick because I have no idea who's there. So if you're getting Christian Watson with your next pick, smash. If you're getting Fields, you know, then you're then you're running the risk though. When you go RB RB, if you if you go tight end quarterback, like let's say in a regular, you're not going to get this in this format. Let's say you go Kelsey Mahomes, or maybe you could, but Kelsey Mahomes, something like that, you put yourself in a very big bind chasing other positions and so if you go rb rb then quarterback now you're going to be so screwed at wide receiver so but the only advice i can give you is try your best to get a a strong wide receiver in your third draft slot if best player available allows it but don't force it don't take a position right take a player absolutely and also mark andrews is going in that second round range so if i went like uh b john mark andrews jameer gibbs like you're set at running back and tight end at that point, and being uh, tight end strong in this league is also very helpful because, um, you know, you got to start. There's 16 starting tight ends in this league, yeah. and only probably eight of them are going to do anything. Yeah, that's a it's a tough league to be in. But want want you uh, is it a, a live draft? Yes. Okay, so I was going to say you can't really ask us when you're live. Well, keep us posted on it. Let it, let us know. But I, I definitely like the two RB approach. I love Gibbs and I love um, Bijan together. But you know, and, yeah, and that's just the range that my uh, draft slots are aiming towards. So like, I, I you know, I, I would my idea would be like 
you know, B. John, maybe Mark Andrews, maybe Devonta Smith, uh, third round, Jameer Gibbs, maybe fourth round when I get to like pick like 58, maybe like a Trevor Lawrence. You know, uh, before my seven rounds are out, yep. I'd like to have every starting slot filled. Um, this league is it, it's brutal <laughs> with injuries and depth. But, yeah, I, I really appreciate your content. All right, bro. Thank you for answering my yeah. call. Yeah, thank you for your super chat. Appreciate you. Keep them coming later, pal. Have a good night. Um, yeah, you know, look, I, I know some people are having fun. Mark, I know you're just joking around. You said all love, no problem. But, like, do, do you realize the amount of moving parts on this show right now? Do you, ima- do you, can you imagine trying to even navigate this, Frank, for one second? Your mind would explode, Frank, saying I don't answer enough questions in the chat. We've had over almost a thousand comments so far in the show, which has been 59 minutes and 38 seconds. Your mind would explode, Frank. You'd shrivel into a nub. You shrivel into a nub trying to navigate all the moving parts and pieces into a show. Live phone calls, super chats on screen, comments and 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 crazy comments and trying to trying to read the chat while someone's talking, writing on a marker board and taking a sip of my prime. All at the same time, Frank, your mind would explode. Your mind would explode, Frank. Absolutely explode. Okay, uh, let's get to these super chats here and then some of the questions, Frank. Okay, maybe you've got one. Uh, uh, Columbus, who are you looking to trade Jacobs for? Give me Walker. You know, and you might get some. Give me Walker. Give uh, Give me Ridley. Give me fields. Give me like if I needed a quarterback, I'd do that. But but you know that's a tough move because you probably already have a quarterback. But like let's say you don't. Let's say you screwed the the pooch at quarterback. Then that's a, a potential option. But Ridley and, and Walker would be nice baselines, and you probably get a little more. I think Jacobs might have more value than Walker. Personally, I like Walker more. Personally, I take Gibbs and I give up some to do that if I've got to give up a little bit. But those would be my targets. Garrett says I understand round six and seven. But it's that's a running back two, not a top ten running back. I'm not sure if this is in regards to the Brees Hall situation, Garrett. Um, appreciate your super chat, but uh, Brees Hall is a a smash in round six. It just is. That's just the way I see it. I'm not changing my viewpoint on that. I'm not digging my heels, and this is me like just baffled by the the, the people don't see the value in Brees Hall's fall. <laughs> I'm just baffled, and I know a lot of people agree with me. I think a lot of the anti Brees Hall player people are, are much louder right now. So it seems like it's like what, you know, if there were 15 people at a, at a, at a chain link fence with just hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people behind them, the 15 loud people are no Brees Hall, no Brees Hall. And it looks like the whole crowd's no Brees Hall. But if you got in a helicopter and went up above and checked out the entire crowd and all the Brees Hall people were wearing red jerseys and all the, uh, I'm sorry, anti Brees Hall, were wearing red jerseys and the pro Brees Hall were wearing green. You see the red at the chain link fence thinking the whole crowd's against Brees Hall. But you get in the helicopter, fly up above, and you see green everywhere. And the the, the little clump of red people in the front just, just screaming and yelling as loud as they can. Because a lot of times the loudest people are the people that have enough like of a of a displeasure at that moment to like leave a comment and say what 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 in the hell are you talking about? They stopping what they're doing and they're typing, um, and so uh, Frank Frank uh, says, why don't you take your glasses off so you can actually read them 
And he, okay, Frank, how about this, Frank? Frank, you're going on your last lap. Frank, Frank's about to be put in a 300-second timeout by a moderator. Um, stop stop c- complaining and crying, Frank. Okay. Uh, just tr- tr- uh, traded Pickens during the live for a 2.9 in a four-keeper league, then traded DJ Moore for 2.4. Local granny. Uh, no PPR or flex kicker. D- okay, so I guess it depends on who the player, what players are available. Four-keeper league. I mean that's essentially like you're you're drafting in round four or five. So do I think that you're gonna get a DJ Moore or a Pickens around four or five? I do. So that could be that could be good. I mean, it just depends on what what players are there. I can't predict that obviously, but feels like those, you know, Pickens is going around six, seven, DJ Moore is going around five. Um, that maybe DJ Moore was worth holding potentially. Um I could see DJ Moore being worth that that pick. I don't know. Pickens will be, but I mean, his ADP is fair market value. I think you can get him later, so that might have been a good move. You can just draft Pickens back if you if you regretted it. But um, oh no, you're he's getting kept by the other owner, right? Okay. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't mind. I don't mind the trades at the surface level, but I I think DJ Moore might be worth if it's four players being kept times you know times twelve, and then you get the second round pick top of rounds rounds round two. That I could see DJ Moore going right around there. I think uh, Dan- Daniel with a super chat five dollar hauler says have to pick one have pick one point two in a twelve man PPR dynasty rookie draft. I have Fields, Eckler, Breeze, Kamara, DJ Moore, Keenan Allen, Watson, Judy, Sky Moore, JSN, or Gibbs at number two. Uh, Gibbs by a mile. I, it doesn't even matter who your team is. I would not draft a position. I'm never going to draft a position. I don't care if I've got to make trades to make it fit. I don't even need to see the team. In fact, I don't even want the team and the build to affect my decision. And it won't, but I mean, I don't need to see it. If you're drafting number two overall, the the pick is Jameer Gibbs. Even in Superflex, even if you needed a quarterback, I'm not drafting a quarterback over Bijan or Jameer Gibbs. They are one, and they were two overall. I will make trades happen if I've got to make trades happen. I'm not drafting a position. I'm drafting a player every single time. Christian with another $5 hauler. Thank you, thank you, pal. Appreciate you. Thank you all for those super chats. Twelve man league: QB, Herbert, running back, Etienne, and Jacobs. Wide receiver: Chase, Alave, Andrews, Flexes, Watson. Any changes you think you sh- that should be made? Um. Oh, I already answered this one. Jacobs and Andrews are the the the, the pieces I would play around with trying to move. Only because you got a Conquo. So, like, what can you can you get a Ridley in there? Can you get a Kenneth Walker in there? Uh, can you trade Jacobs away for a Gibbs? And and if the guy's got, let's say, no tight end and you give him Andrews and he gives you back a, a wide receiver, like, I'm just spitballing here, but like, I don't know. Something that makes it work. Something that makes it work. I would poke around at the, the, the teams that need tight ends and I'd poke around at somebody that's willing to take on Jacobs and what you could potentially upgrade. Very, very good squad, bro. Very good squad. Finish him, says Rhino. Rhino, appreciate your super chat. I think I'm caught up on the supers. Let me just scroll down and check. Uh, I've got, uh, thank you again, uh, 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 B, Sarah. Thank you, Rhino. Thank you, Christian, for your super chat. Thank you, Daniel. Thank you, Garrett. Thank you, Kenny Powers. Uh, Garrett says, 
Oh, I already got Garrett's out of the way. Christian, thank you again for your super chat. Looking to trade for Jacobs. I answered that one. And Russian Collusion and Timmy Tam are the last two super chats of the moment. And Collusion says, Frank, you have a question. Call into the show. How many shows are you... Uh, how many shows are taking calls? Most only answer the chat. I mean, that's the other thing that, that it's, it does. Look, I've, I got thick skin and, and Frank's not actually bothering me. I it's I know a lot of people think I get upset. This is just my, my resting face. I've got a lot of moving parts. I just move on. But the thing that is kind of weird is when people complain about me not answering all the questions in the chat. It's like the phone lines and everything going on here. It's really hard to navigate more than I'm navigating and I think someone's mind would explode if they had to come in here. You would literally be like after the live stream, oh my God, I need to lay down. Like, I don't understand. Your mind goes through so much change and iteration and there's so much going on in front of your face. And Khalil or Charbonnet, round nine, underdog, slow puppy draft. Probably go, you know, Khalil and then try and get Charbonnet the next round. Because Khalil might be... He could potentially be on the moon men list before the end of the week. I mean, I, I, we we had him on the moon men list last year. I believe we have the ability to add him and and feel pretty confident about it and f pretty comfortable about it. Thank you, uh, Russian collusion, and not feel like we're jumping on the train late. Where we were conducting the train last year on Khalil Herbert, so he does kind of belong. He, uh, he's on the midseason monsters, I think, is what we decided though, right? Yeah, so he's right here. This is where Khalil is. Um, and that's fitting because we, you know, he might get the starting role all to himself like weeks into the season. They could start him off in week one. So I think that's probably the best place to have him, Khalil Herbert in the in the midseason monster list. Let's make him a little bit larger there though because he feels like uh, minimized. Let's put him right there. There we go, Khalil Herbert, baby, to the moon, midseason monsters in full effect. Uh, I love this list. Flowers, JSN, Herbert. We're gonna keep adding to it. Midseason monsters are in town. Uh, Mind Jedi, 12-man, half PPR, 0.5 keepers. I'm keeping Chase, Devontae Smith, London, and Ramondre, deciding between Kittle, Javante, and Deshaun Watson. Okay, I don't see that it's a, a, a super flex, so obviously that would make you keep Watson. But I I probably keep uh, Javante, bro. He's got a lot of future still left. I'm still very, very into the idea of owning him in Dynasty and in Redraft, of course. But Dynasty, I still think he's got a lot of time left. He's just getting going. Kittle's an older dog. I don't think... I think people will stray away from even drafting him uh, back as quickly as they would Javante. So if you throw if you threw both of them back in the player pool, Kittle's obviously going to get scooped up. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that, that because he's older he probably has a better chance of surviving to your next pick than Javante does. Now, if you don't have a quarterback, obviously, I, I think you'll be fine. There should be quarterbacks in the mix, and you could just draft Watson back. But I think the hardest player to draft back will be Javante. So that's what kind of makes your decision. Uh, Steve loves Brees Hall, and I don't blame him one single bit. Appreciate you. He's Brees. He's Brees. Go get Brees, baby. Get Brees. Appreciate you. Garrett says, realistically, Breeze should be midseason monster. Um, I, You know, he could. Th there's, a, there's a shot. I move him to that. There's a shot. There's a shot. I move him to the midseason monsters. Uh, only, only, and the only reason I would do that, because I think that the value is potentially Mars man capable because he's in the sixth round. Part of me doesn't want to move him. The only reason I'm tempted to move Breeze to the midseason monsters. He's on a shuttle to Mars. Mars man is merely to get Kenneth Walker back on this list. Most 
dropping and spinning aimlessly in space. So the only reason I would do it is to get Kenneth Walker back on the list. And, and I, 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 weigh, I weigh on it every minute, every minute of the day, every waking minute. So there may be a video coming very soon. Hang tight, hang tight. And Brees Hall could be the leader of the of the midseason monsters. If I do move him there objectively, um, then we can put Walker back on on the Mars men list. And then and then we're gonna and then we're gonna we're gonna be we're gonna be we're gonna be firing off on all cylinders. Cause I, I feel like uh I feel like the Mars men list is where Walker needs to be. I love Walker Charbonnet together. They need to be on that Mars men list. I really, really believe it's gonna win leagues. But I do believe that if we do move Brees off the Mars men list, he's 100% going to be the leader of the midseason monsters. 100%. But the pro the problem is, though, taking him off the Mars men list, he's almost got more value at cost of entry than he did before, which is why I'm so torn on it, because I don't think he deserves to be ripped off. And the only reason is I want to get, I want to get Walker on and we can only fit so many. So we'll we'll have we'll have to see. I don't I don't know. Yeah, Sick Nasty said it feels wrong to move him. I don't know that I can move him. I, I'm I'm weighing it out. I'm debating it. There'll probably be a video on it. I don't believe he's gonna take a backseat all year like people do. I don't. I don't. Is there concern? Obviously, that's why he's dropping an ADP. But I absolutely love him, bro. I absolutely love him. Uh, one way ticket back to the Moon Men list says Atlanta. I mean, that's another option. We could essentially. Swap them, right? And keep them on the moon men list. The moon men dropping loads in outer space. I mean, ATL's right. If we take Walker and Sharps off the moon men list, put Brees Hall here. Space Moses. At his new six-round value, and we move Walker and Sharps to the moon men list. That kind of works. That kind of works. That kind of feels... Put him in a new window. No, Zach, we're not creating a second Mars men list. That would defeat the whole purpose. That might be the move to make. ATL might have a, a point because once we move Brees to the movement list, we move Walker. They might swap. We might. Let me hold on. Let's let's take a let's take a shuttle. Let's call the shuttle. Yeah, uh, uh, this is Houston. We're trying to reach uh, shuttle uh, fire. Yeah. Okay. Um, you have a passenger uh, that's headed to. M yeah. We're going to send, we might be sending you, just get ready, uh, a ticket for two, yeah, two, two, we need, we need to recall, we need to recall Brees Hall, and we're sending you, yeah, yeah, we're sending you two people to Mars, I know you don't have the, the resources and food for it on, on planet Mars, but we have two individuals, don't worry, Charbonnet doesn't eat a lot. We, we're feeding Walker, we're keeping Walker healthy and strong, Sharps can just eat the breadcrumbs and, and yeah. So we're sent. We're, we're potentially get ready. We're potentially sending Charbonnet and Walker. Those are the two individuals over to Mars. I want you to send Brees Hall potentially. Not yet. When I tell you, I'll hit the button. Don't do anything until I tell you. You might be sending Brees Hall back to Mars or to Moon to the Moon. Yeah. All right. We'll talk to you later. Houston out. Okay. So we got it lined up. We the shuttles, all the, the 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 sequence, the planet alignment, it's all it's all set up for a, a proper exchange if we need to. We might be sending Walker and Sharps to Mars and Hall back to the moon.
don't know. We'll see. Uh, thank you for the super chat, Garrett. We got uh, Tanner with the $2 hauler. Tanner, appreciate you dropping the $2 wad on screen. Tanner is the man with the plan. He says, there's only so many seats on the shuttle to Mars. Exactly. Which is why we got to make a tough call. And I'll do I'll do a video on it, though, if I end up doing it. Thank you, Tanner. Appreciate your super chat. Appreciate your support. And let's hit the phone lines one more time. Call into the show. Call, call, call into the show. Don't forget we're drafting live tonight on Underdog Fantasy. Promo code Smitty. I'm going to drop the link in the live chat. If anybody wants to uh, draft with us tonight on Underdog Fantasy, promo code Smitty. Hit this link right now in the live chat. This link will get you where you need to go. And this link will also potentially, um, as long as you're new, uh, it will give you up to $100 bonus match on your first deposit. So if you're new to Underdog, you hit that that link that I just dropped in the live chat. I'm going to pin the link right now. The link is in the description of every video. Sign up now. The link will download the app for you. It takes just a minute or two, and you'll be ready to go for draft night tonight. Okay, so make sure you click the button now. Don't delay and try and do it last minute. It's Underdog Fantasy, promo code SMITTY. The link's in the live chat pinned. The link is in the description of every video we draft on Underdog tonight. Um, Let's go over to Zach. Zach, you're live. What's up, pal? What's up, Smitty? What's up? I just have a general question about um, an auction salary cap draft. How would you approach um, your strategy in a salary cap auction draft? Um, auctions are interesting, bro, because every one of them are different and auctions are going to be more flow than even a regular draft. Like you got to go with the flow in a crazy bunch of moving parts, bunch of moving parts. Um, it, it, I would probably say this, I'd probably say your general loose rule of thumb is to not have your players called for as long as possible. That is like 101. The last thing in the world you want is to say, Gibbs, Jameer Gibbs, like the first four players called out because everyone's got money to spend. Nobody has a baseline of where the money's going to trickle down from. Um, the one thing you'll see sometimes, though, is when a player like, let's say, Christian McCaffrey is first off the board. Okay, you want to be active in all the players that you would be glad to own. You know, you want to be active in those bids because you never know when someone's not going to bid a lot. You don't just want to say, okay, I'm not going after McCaffrey, so I'm not going to be involved. McCaffrey might go for $65 or let's call it $59, $59 out of 200 And then you're like, wow, that's pretty cheap. Okay, this is going to be good. And then Eckler goes for 65 And you're like, what in the hell? And then Bijan goes for 61 above McCaffrey. So there's there's a a slight potential you know upside down like beginning to the auction that can sometimes take place because no one has a baseline yet and the first guy went for such a cheap amount everyone doesn't agree with it it just happened and so it's it's a really um, tricky beginning right but the last thing in the world you want to do is have your players in the mix when players have when owners have money to spend so I would call out guys that are going to cost a boatload. And guys, you don't really want, and then just wait and hope that no one calls out your player for a long time. But my strategy in general would be to consume. If you can get Bijan, he might be too expensive, but I certainly try and partake in the bidding. But Gibbs and Walker and Ridley and Alave 
and, and Fields, all the doubted moon men, the guys that you hear a lot of negativity about, those guys should be cheaper. And if you consume as many of them as possible, your team's going to look like fire, bro. All right, cool. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Yeah. Um, call in any time, pal. Appreciate you. And you can hang tight if you got another Sounds question. Thanks, man. Yeah. Dakota Dave, you're live. Cool. Uh, yeah, he's Smitty. I uh, just wanted to say something about uh, Ramon. Um, you know, there was the real tell that um, he wasn't getting much. Uh, he was spending a lot of time on the sidelines during training camp. And um, so uh, and he was not happy about it. And so I think he's in the doghouse or something. Well, you remember what, um, I, remember and- what I said all offseason, bro? Yeah, I know you were. I know you were saying, but, you know, the funny thing is Belichick was saying, oh, he loves him and stuff like that. But, yeah, I know you were saying it, and that proved it, uh, what's been happening. And um, I kind of like, well, maybe in the fourth round, but I'm kind of like, why draft people when uh, guys, when there's, like, drama and people are not happy, you know, like Diggs as well, when you can, uh, like, the Jets, right? Like, it's a it's a positive mood. Aaron Rodgers is very positive. Everyone else, I mean, maybe Brees is a little <laughs> not happy, but in general, right? I mean, don't you think? Especially you're the you're the psychology guy. I mean, you, you, I mean, people people perform better. Well, that, that's why I'm not into JT because you got the double injuries. You got um, Got a whole lot of reasons to avoid JT. He's got the most red flags out of any running back in, in fantasy football 2023. He's got both injuries. He's got a piss-poor attitude, which you can understand, but it's still going to be piss-poor, right? The team doesn't even believe or want him there to some degree. Maybe not the coaching staff, and we'll have to figure all that out, but but the from the ownership level down, they don't, they don't want to extend him. They don't want him there. He's not their future. They don't believe in him. And, and and they wanted to potentially put him on the NFI list, the non-football injury list, and this is getting nasty. And yeah, he's back. Uh, the news was yesterday that he was back, but he's back in rehabbing. And I don't know, I don't know what's in store for JT. And he's in a vulture situation. He hasn't been like absorbing the offense as it's been molding and sculpting around Anthony Richardson. Now he's an RB. He can come. He can come out and guys, uh, be civil in the chat. The chat's not a place for a, a bunch of bickering. So, um, the mods are gonna put everybody in timeout. That's that's fighting back and forth. Frank, I, I don't know, Frank, if you started it or what, but Frank, stop it. And everybody that's going back and forth, stop it too. Um. Uh. Yeah. So so Diggs is another player that I'm concerned about drafting because Diggs is very unhappy and there's a lot of drama around Diggs. So I mean that's that's those are all situations I avoid. Now the Brees Hall situation is not the same because in terms of just that part of it, that piece of it, because we haven't heard that he's extremely upset about Dalvin Cook. We haven't heard anything. I'm sure he's not pleased that he's going to be eased back and and coming back off the PUP list today. Even though he might not make that decision himself, I'm sure he urged them to do that and said, "Look, I need to get out there. This is not." I'm sure he's not. I'm sure he's hungry and he's going to be driven. So, yeah, well, you know, a few months ago, remember when uh, when uh, Zeke was saying, oh, the Jets were one of the guys on his list that he'd like to go, and Brees tweeted something about it, like, nah, we're good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, um, but I mean, with the Jets, I mean, uh, they're going all in. I mean, they're uh, Rodgers. They figure they, 
they got to make a Super Bowl run uh, this year and next year. So it makes complete sense. Yeah, what doing. I'm, and, uh, I don't Rod- mind it. Aaron Rodgers freed up, he freed up cap space, you know, specifically so they could get that. And I don't mind it as a football move, truly. Like, I'm not, I'm, I'm objective enough to say, look, if I was the Jets and I was in that situation, I don't think it's a horrible move at all. I, I, it sucks for fantasy in a sense initially, but I don't think in the end, at the end of the day it will. I think that this is a top one to five running back in the National Football League and, and Brees Hall. So no one's going to keep him off the field once he's ready. You know, could could they could they rotate him enough? Uh, yeah, like initially for sure. But I don't think I think by week. Remember, remember Brees Hall didn't get going till week four, and he was going to yeah. be a top one to two overall running back. Even even with the slow start, so I think people for it's pretty. It's this is why I don't want to take him off the Marsman list because in six round territory, if he if he bounces back to form at any point during mid season on, he's going to win leagues single handedly win leagues for people. So I don't necessarily want to take him. But if I put him if I take him on a if I put him on a one way trip to Mar to to the moon and I send Charbonnet and Walker to Mars, I feel good about it. But I don't know if I'm going to do it. Yeah. Well, the other thing is looking forward to the Pollard video. Love them. And, um, you know, unfortunately on ESPN, even before this uh, stuff happened with Brees and uh, Ramondre, uh, the analysts had bumped them up to number 12 overall. And so, um, you know, if Bijan's gone, if you want Pollard, uh, if you got a late round, uh, late pick, um, you might have to go there, or maybe you could get them, you know, on on the second round. You got the early pick, yeah. And um, I yeah. think he's looking better just because he has no issues. Well, I mean, he's looking fantastic in training camp. Uh, they haven't acquired anybody, bro. Know? Bro, so they they also they also don't have the threat of or or Pollard owners don't have the threat of Zeke anymore coming back. The right. Pollard owners don't have the threat of Dalvin Cook, Landon. Uh, Kareem Hunt still, you know, uh, uh, a player that. Uh, I mean, there, there's there's several players that that are lingering, but no one with firepower. That like this is it's Pollard's team now, and Deuce Vaughn's so exciting that I think that the yeah. team the team has zero interest in bringing in another running back because Deuce Vaughn and he's Deuce Vaughn's a must cuff to Pollard owners. If you've got to start Deuce Vaughn for two or three games because Pollard's banged up, you're gonna be fine. He's so exciting. I don't think he can be an every down starter for multiple seasons or anything like that. But like, let's say he had to start the final eight games of a season. He's like the the Alexander Madison of old, and so you know you've got a lot of you got a lot of standalone value too. If you, I draft Deuce Vaughn in almost every draft because he's at the tail end, seventeen round, seventeen round, eighteen round, sixteen, and you grab him and you put him on your your bench and you just hope he gets. You don't hope that he gets that Pollard's, you know, out there or anything, but you just hope that he gets playing time at a two or three, you know, stretch of games spot for you if you own him alone. Or if you have yeah. Pollard and he goes out, he's going to fill in nicely for one or two games or whatever. So absolutely love. Uh, I'm going to have a, a handcuff video coming up. I need to write this down. Ha- handcuff video coming up. And then also I'm going to have a, uh, a, like a deep, deep, rounds like 10 plus sleeper video 10 plus round nice sleepers and then who uh will algiers one right i mean who goes goes there goes real late 
Yeah, he's a cuff and a sleeper, and 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 so is yeah. so is Deuce Vaughn. He's a cuff, a must cuff, and a sleeper standalone. Yeah, Not sure. Oh, and just a quick thing on Pollard. Um, Bijan's off the board. You got a late uh, late first round. You think you think uh, Pollard is too much of a reach? I'll be honest with you, bro. Uh, it, it, we could be breaching a territory here in the next couple of days where Pollard is a late first round pick for me. And, yeah. and okay. I think I think between Barkley and Pollard, I'm wavering. I'm wavering, and that's that's big because because Barkley is a first round slash top of round two guy. Pollard's been a late second. He's dipped into the third round territory uh, a couple times this off season, but I feel like Reebok says Sproles. Darren Sproles towers over Deuce Vaughn. You know what's crazy though, Reebok, is God. He looks so strong when he runs. Like, uh, it's crazy. And when he was at the combine with with Bijan and all those guys, and the camera was at normal like eye level, he didn't look that tiny. It's when you see him like from a little bit of an angle that really gets you. But the crazy part is his low center of gravity, um, uh, or his, his center of balance. Is is like unmatched, you know, because he's so small and he's and he's he's beefy, you know, he's a beefy guy for that size. So he's he's like a bowling ball; he doesn't get knocked over or anything like that. All right, hang tight. Uh, uh, um, let's see, who, who am I? This is a uh, who am I talking to right now? I'm talking to Dakota Dave, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's uh, all I got, Smitty. Okay, Thanks, Dakota. Bye. We'll see you, pal. Thanks. Thanks for calling okay. in. Calling tomorrow. Call tonight. We'll be drafting tonight. You got it. Nice. All right. Uh, Reebok, appreciate you being here. Let's see. Let me get these super chats out of the way, and then I'm going to go straight over to, uh, I believe, first in line is Don Draper, then Oscar, then Stefan. So hang tight for me, gentlemen. Let me just get these super chats out of the way. We got a $10 hauler moonshot to the moon to overcome for dropping the 10 spot on screen. He says, I'm on Raw. Wilson or Pollard after taking Chase? Uh, I'm going Amon Ra, but I could totally get behind Pollard. And I, I'll tell you, I've got a my hometown league. I part of me is pr- pretty, I don't know, pretty interested in offering Barkley for Tony Pollard straight up. <laughs> like I, I drafted Barkley instead of Pollard in in this one league that I just did like a, less than a couple days ago. It's still in the middle of the draft, the tail end of the draft. It's a slow draft. It's like my longtime buddy league, and and I. Like part of me just wishes I took Pollard. I, I really think Pollard is is the player I wanted, and I thought maybe he'd fall. I wasn't sure. End of the day, if I could go back, knowing he's not slipping or falling. Not to mention I had Gibbs falling again, and I had to get him too. I I honestly want Pollard. I honestly want Pollard over Barkley by a little bit, just a little bit. I I love Barkley. Barkley's gonna have a top five to seven, top five to eight running back season, but uh, but I still take Amon Ra probably. And then go go that uh, that double QB or that double wide receiver um, double decker, which I have here on screen, I believe here. The double decker, pronounced double decker in academic circles, is drafting both among Los Saint Brown, Garrett Wilson back to back in rounds one and two. The double decker. So double decker is definitely a, a great approach, um, but overcome you can't go wrong with Pollard or Amon Ross St. Brown. I'm getting closer to making Pollard a, a top, a top ten to fifteen overall player. I mean, I don't even know where I'm going to put him in there, but I, I really think Pollard is breaching first round value now that Zeke 
is not in the picture anymore. And now that Cook's not in the picture anymore. Um, Young, my boy Young, JT is 24. And they're treating him like he's 34, shaking my head. They are disrespecting JT. I will say this. I think JT still has a shot to be something special. But at the same time, you know, when you're an RB and you start wasting time like this, I don't know how much, you know, you got you to gotta scrape off the cobwebs. If he didn't play for some reason this year because the injury ended up revealing that he had to have surgery, like I might put a fork in him at that point. But if he comes back and he's rehabbing the the ankle and he's also got the back, let's say he doesn't need back surgery or something crazy or he doesn't need like a tightrope surgery or the ankle's fine, then, you know, I, I could get behind JT at like third round value, but there's no way I'm drafting JT in the second round in the top 24 overall players right now. I do agree with you that he's getting completely, you know, uh, disrespected and I don't blame him for some of his attitude about it all but at the end of the day what matters to us is if a player is in a good positioning to do well and I don't know that we're seeing that with JT this year I think JT is probably an, an avoid and a disaster and a potential unraveling that later on you're like why did I go near him like it's so obvious things weren't going well his attitude's going to be piss poor the team doesn't want him there the team's trying to put him on the NFI list he's got potentially two injuries He's, he's leaving, he's coming, he's holding out, he's not holding out. Like, what in the hell's going on? The offense is changing. It's going to be strictly revolved around Anthony Richardson. Anthony Richardson is going to vulture touchdowns. I just think at the end of the day, you're going to look at JT and go, what in the hell was I thinking? Taking him in the second round. Why? There's so many other players there. Tony Pollard was there. Like, I guess this is what you're going to think. Deuce Vaughn is the energizer bunny, says Russian collusion. Thank you for the super chat. Uh, thank you, Russian. I love Deuce Vaughn. Standalone, amazing value, amazing handcuff to Tony Pollard. Moonshot for overcome. The moon. Dropping yet another wad on screen. Amon Ra, Wilson Pollard. Oh, I already got that one, but still deserves the moonshot. And Gilbert, Gilbert with the super chat says $200 auction budget. Need one keeper. Can keep JJ for $55. Pollard for $9. Seems like a no-brainer just checking. Yeah, because you can always bid back and get... JJ or you know that you got to take that Pollard value at nine bucks and then just use your money to try and get back another wide receiver you could get Amon Ra for probably a little bit cheaper and a Pollard for nine and combined have Pollard and Amon for the same amount you had JJ you know that's going to be the goal for you can you uh, accumulate a player even if it's Alave with Pollard to equal the the value of JJ that's the name of the game in auction you know that is definitely the name of the game in auction so uh people want auction content there you go it's, it, what can you what can you do what can you do that somebody can't do with your money can you get an alave and pollard situation going uh gilbert appreciate you all right don draper my guy what's up don yes sir smitty i'm uh i'm drafted in a 12 team super flex half point ppr from the 109 and uh i'm banking on fields being there I don't know. There's been a lot of hype surrounding him lately, so now I'm kind of not so sure he'll be there. If he is, that's my pick for sure. But what I'm really kind of sweating is the next pick coming around the, on the, in the second round, around the turn there. I'm trying, and I don't know what to do because I'm debating. Every time I do a mock draft, I'm thinking, okay, maybe Tyreek Hill's there, maybe Stephon Diggs. There's going to be an elite back there for sure. Don't know who. What do you think I should do with that? Because I feel like that's going to be a really important pick for me because it's going to be a long time before I pick again. Yeah, um, 
that's tough to say. Can you can you repeat can you repeat that last part one more time? I'm sorry, I was trying to navigate. Yeah, I mean, no, no, you're yeah, you're fine. Um, so yeah, I mean, in that second round pick, I'm kind of really thinking that maybe I should go for an elite wide receiver there because I feel like there's good running back value in this year's draft. Yeah. Okay. Later on, but and your keepers who? Yeah, Chase or JJ? Who's your keeper? Oh, my first my first round would be Fields if he's there. I mean, oh, I'm, I'm hoping he's there for me at the one on nine, but. It's yeah, I mean, this comes down to the same thing I preach all the time is best player available. Like, I'm I'm not going to force a position, and it sounds like you're wanting to force a position. That The position might be the best pick, though. You know, wide receiver might be glaringly the best pick because by the looks of my evaluation of, of first-round talent, bro, it's Bijan, it's Kelsey, it's um, Amon Ross St. Brown, it's Garrett Wilson. You know, like, those are guys that I'm I'm going for if I've got a low first-round pick, Amon Ra is, is a guy I absolutely love. If I've got a high first-round pick, I'll go Chaser JJ at one or two overall. But if I've got a three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten pick, Bijan's in every single one of those draft slots for me in, in any league where I have those picks or Kelsey. So, so you're not wrong in thinking, okay, if you can't get a JJ, you can't get a Chase or someone like that, like what wide receiver should you be scooping up before they get taken off the board? I love Amon Ra. I love Garrett Wilson. I love those guys. I like Ridley later. Um, there's some keeper value to this, that, so I don't know how expensive or inexpensive Ridley will be. Fields is a monster. But, I mean, you just got to pick the best player available, bro. I, if you if you force yourself it's, it's, to pick... It's, what? It's, a, it's not a keeper. It's just redraft. Oh, but you said Fields. You were keeping Fields, I thought. Well, I mean, you know, that would be that's my target for my first round pick from the 109. Oh, oh, from the Superflex. Okay, I'm sorry. I thought you were saying you're keeping him. My bad. I was doing like ten things at once, and I obviously didn't hear that part. But well, my fault. Yeah, Fields, Fields, good to go. You know, grab Fields. But yeah, I mean, if you can get a St. Brown over a Barkley, I'm going St. Brown over Barkley no matter what. This is the way that I value St. You know, St. Brown in that in that particular format. Probably, I I, I like look. I, it Even also, over like a Nick Chubb. Yeah, probably St. Brown. Probably St. Brown. If, if it's PPR. Yeah, it's half point. Yeah. The only reason I don't take St. Brown, like there have been times like in, in drafts recently where I've taken like a Barkley over a receiver like that because I think they're going to fall. In some cases they didn't. In some cases they did. You know, like in the throne draft, we took Barkley instead of St. Brown um, and Garrett Wilson. But our our team looks really good. But you know, one could say that we should have went, we should have went St. Brown and or Garrett Wilson and then St. Brown, and we would have had both of them. But we went Barkley and thought Garrett Wilson would fall. But we're fine with St. Brown. In some cases, I'll draft St. Brown over Garrett Wilson. So I don't think we misstepped. Other than, do I like St. Brown and do I like the the double decker better than Barkley? I kind of do. I like Barkley a lot. I'm not trying to rip on Barkley. I like Barkley this year, but this double decker. The Double Decker, pronounced Double Decker in academic circles, is drafting both Amon Ross St. Brown and Garrett Wilson back to back in rounds one and two. The Double Decker. Double Double Decker's fun, bro. But but off that uh, slingshotting off that, it's like that. So if you're in round two and you've got Fields already, I mean, grab one of those first round wide receivers because they're first round wide receivers to me. So it just depends. Now, I'd have to know who's on the, like a, on the like board. A value. 
What about the value? A value for like a second, a, a, a second QB. Like, do you think that? Because I mean, I'm I'm falling in love with Jordan Love. I'm watching him play in the preseason. I mean, I know it's preseason. You got to take it with a grain of salt. But he looks like he's dialed in and he's just ready to just break yeah. out. And so I'm thinking that I could wait on that and, and maybe snag him later. I'm trying to tell people about Jordan Love, bro. I came in here night after night talking Jordan Love up. I think people are going to be very very shocked at how good he is. I I love him. Jordan Love and Aaron Rodgers are your targets in Superflex from your QB2 spot. Plain and simple. That allows you to build right on, so much better in the second and third round with these these wide receivers and running backs. Let everybody consume those second-tier QBs and come in and grab Jordan Love and smash, bro. Absolutely. That's what I'm going to do, bro. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right, man. Later. Appreciate you. Uh, this this is a super chat from Richard. It's his first super chat. Give him a moonshot. Uh, first moon. super chat ever on the on the show. Appreciate you, Richard. Richard is saying the following. Let me just see if I can put this right here. Richard, ten dollar hauler as well. Thank you so much, man. First timer here. Fourteen team league at the one point one two position. How do I attack? First three rounds, hero RB, double hero RB, or double wide receiver. I'm clueless on what start because backs are gone fast in a 14-team league. Um, uh, as I always say, Richard, let best player available guide you down one of these paths. You, you can't draft a position. You just can't. But but traditionally from certain draft slots like the 12, wide receiver is like 80%, 90% of the time the best player available. So the, the double-decker that I just showed, you want to go Garrett Wilson, I'm on Ross St. Brown. You could go A.J. Brown and one of those guys if, let's say, one of them's gone. Tony Pollard, go balanced approach. I'm okay with Tony Pollard as your first overall pick in the second round. And I'm okay with you taking Amon Ra or Garrett Wilson with him. That's a great start. Those would be kind of how I would approach it from that 12 spot. But definitely don't lock in to anything. Make sure you're going with the flow. Um... Let's go over to Oscar and then to Stefan. Oh, no, Rock Out. Marsman Rock Out's on the line. Marsman Rock Out. What's up, pal? Hold on, Owen. Or Oscar. Hold on, Oscar. Marsman Rock Out. What's up? What's up? Uh, you're talking about uh, here a running back. But what what if you're, like, in the middle and you have the choice of, like, St. Brown and Pollard? I mean, I'm drafting St. Brown over Pollard, so I'm going St. Brown, but I don't hate either one, bro. I could get I could get behind. If anybody came in and said, Smitty, I took Pollard at 15 overall, but St. Brown and Garrett Wilson were still there, I, I couldn't get mad at you. I couldn't get mad at you. I love Pollard. I think Pollard's a top five running back. Yeah. <laughs> Are we going to get a triple-decker soon? Yeah, Maybe. We'll try. We'll try and figure out what the triple is. Probably Ridley. I'd say you know if you were to go triple decker wide receiver, it would be Ridley. It would be, um, Ama. Well, but I don't even know if you could get Ridley at that pick. You know wherever you get it. We'll we'll figure it out. But we got the Royal Flush coming as well from Nick Nicky, uh, the AKA the the um the uh, upper decker would be five guys. Usually the upper decker is Garrett Wilson. Amon Ra or Amon Ra Garrett Wilson, Jameer Gibbs Walker and Fields. That is like the 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 five amigos, the upper decker, the royal flush. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All right, hang tight. Let's. Uh, if you got anything else, uh, just jump in. Mars man, rock out. Oscar, you're live. Hey, what up, Smitty? What's up, pal? 
Hey, uh, so I'm getting ready here for a draft that's coming up, and I was hoping I could go over uh, a team that I did in a mock draft just now. Okay. Let me, let me put this caller on hold real quick. Uh, uh, se- seven six caller, who are you and where are you calling from? I'm going to put you on hold, but where are you calling from, pal? My name is Jack, and I'm calling from Minnesota. Jack from Minnesota. Okay, hang tight for me, Jack, all right? Sounds good. Okay, go ahead, Oscar. All righty. So I drafted from the fourth pick, uh, starting off with Bijan, second pick, uh, Garrett Wilson, Amon Ross, St. Brown, Jameer Gibbs, Devontae Smith. Amon Ross, your third player? Yeah. What what size league? Eight or was it six? This is a 10-man. It's going to be a 10-man league. So I just did a draft. Going to be? What do you mean going to be? Well, it, it, the, this is a mock draft that I did. Oh, uh, the actual oh, draft oh. hasn't happened yet. So it's hard to imagine you pulling this off. Where are you mock drafting this on? Uh, Yahoo. <laughs> Bro, Miss Mid- Mitty's. draft is going to be taken. So. Miss Mitty's on Yahoo, her league. This year, her work league. Um, and so I, I can't wait. I'm hearing such great things about Yahoo. <laughs> and when I say great things, I mean. Got him. <laughs> bro, you just told me you got name your team again. Ten man, even a ten man league. Name your team one more time yeah. to get Amon Ra in the third round and Gibbs in the fourth. And go ahead, read it off again. Yeah. So B. John in first, uh, Garrett Wilson second, Amon Ra in the third, uh, Gibbs in fourth, Devonta Smith fifth, Devonta. Uh, Walker sixth round, uh, Drake London. Come seven, on, come on, Aaron Rodgers on the eighth. Uh, Evan Ingram on the ninth, uh, Jahan Dotson at ten. Uh, I went Purdy on eleven. Uh, Twelve. I took Kansas City as defense, so they, they're still they're doing the whole defense thing there. Uh, Thirteen. <laughs> the defense I gone, thing. What, 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 what are they doing uh, there? What are they doing there? The defense thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm, not, I'm not too big of a fan. What of are we talking about? Defense. I'd rather Look, have just, hey, you know, position players. Is this but, a one Q? Hey, is this a one QB? Is this a one QB? Yeah, this is the one. I, I will say, did you take did you take Purdy in the eleventh, tenth, or eleventh round? Did you say eleventh? Yeah. Yeah, it seems like you crushed it, bro, and then you got hit on the head like in week ten or in, in round ten or eleven <laughs> because you're taking you're bro, you're taking people to the cleaners, and you will, you're gonna dominate this league, okay? You're taking people to the cleaners, you're smashing this draft through rounds one through eight or nine, and then all of a sudden you take Purdy like five six rounds too early. In round ten, then you take the KC d- defense because they're doing the K- they're doing the defensive thing. <laughs> it just took a turn, but bro, your team is so good. Like you could literally drop everybody you picked up from round ten on and scoop up off the waiver wire. I'm sure there's, I'm sure Tank Dell's sitting there. I can guarantee it. I'm almost positive you could you could drop everybody and literally assemble a, a conglomerate. But gr- great draft, bro. I don't know. Thank you. I, I did have a quick question regarding like <laughs> when choosing defense, is there like a particular round that you recommend start looking at picking up a defense? Well, not, position? not where you took them. I think you said like 12 or 11 or something like that. Yeah, I took it. I took it at 12. Uh, I had, I think the best at that point was just KC. Wow. I, I mean, traditionally, and I don't know about your league, but traditionally, defenses aren't grabbed until like the second to last round or third to last round when people try and do it a round early. 
But I, I would say, like, you know, Dallas would be fun three rounds before the end of the draft, you know, the third to last round. Um, the Jets are always a fantastic, like, second to last round pick. You know, the Steelers fall to about that territory. It depends where your pick is in that second to last round because everybody starts going defense, 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 defense. So if you're the last pick in the, sec the second to last round, then you're going to get, like, the eighth or ninth best defense. So you might have to strike in round the third to last round. I see. Okay. Yeah. Bro, 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 you, you crush it. I mean, I, I, oh, I'm sorry. This wasn't real, right? This is a mock. I keep forgetting. I'm sorry, bro. Yeah. This, this I, was I, a mock. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm hoping um, I, can I, I hope you get, I hope you get it. Right? I hope you get it. But at don't, least half of that, right? Yeah. Don't draft defenses early. Don't, don't, you know, unless it's like the Dallas D and it's like, you know, three rounds before the end of the draft. I forgot this was a mock draft, bro. I was so excited for you because I thought it was real. But I don't think you're going to get that. You're going to have probably a little bit. The temporary expectations a little bit, but in Yahoo's suggested ADP, you might pull off some of that and be taken to the bank, man. But uh, good stuff. Good stuff. You can hang out, Oscar. You don't have to leave. I appreciate you calling in, by the right way. On. Thank you. All right, hang tight. Um, let me go over to Stefan and then Jack from Mini. Hey, what's up, Smitty? What's up, Stefan? Uh, not much. I appreciated your... Uh calibration on the uh mars man list even if you don't you know follow through with it i'm yeah. a homer so dalvin cook is you know i think he's a special player um yeah, i'm not changing it for, you, for you stefan but i i will i will i will i am looking into i've ordered the tickets and and scheduled the shuttle swap potentially but i don't know i don't know that i'm going to do it I, I i probably will but I think people are missing the point of all of that's in the past and, you know, Brees Hall at his new ADP is going to crush. And, and he, potentially has yeah, more he potentially has more value than before at the cost of entry. Like, if you get Brees Hall at the sixth round territory, you're baking in, like, two times the amount of risk than before. So, and I think he, I think he probably earns that value even in a sharing situation all, all year. But I, do hey, think I don't, I don't discount that. Like I, I think uh, I haven't seen the sixth yet um, when I've been mocking, but I, I think if he did fall to the sixth or seventh, I think my main concern is I also want to pick up Javante. And if I get Javante and Brees Hall and, you know, that doesn't go as planned and, you know, when Brees comes home, he's my height and not eight feet tall. I don't like, – I'm probably going to, like, not be too happy with myself drafting him. Uh, but I, my question was more about kind of like a later-round pick, like Pickens versus Dotson. And I wanted to kind of get your take on that because I, I see that all the time mocking. Uh, I want both of them. Pickens and Dotson are both moon men for a reason. They're both guys we've been high on more than really any show or content creator out there. We've been plugging away at Dotson and Pickens when it wasn't popular. But, I mean, Dotson goes a little higher, so your odds of getting both of them are probably greater by taking Dotson before you take Pickens. But then again, it depends on the platform. But if I had to pick one, I'd probably say Dotson. But man, do I love Pickens this year! And we, you know, we we talked about Pickens at the top of this show, and that he is one of, 
Like, look, look, look at this data right here. This data is crazy. This data is insane. Um, on Pickens, let, let me put this color in a whole. Oh, here, man. All right, Pickens, Pickens, yeah, pick. Come on, trying to move this around. Pickens, uh, in tightly covered situations, he was ninth with thirty-three targets, sixteenth with receptions, and forty-eight point five percent catch rate is the highest among all qualifying wide receivers. He's only going to get better. Let me put this caller on hold here. Uh, five five nine caller, who's this? You're calling uh, into the fantasy football show. You're live. Where are you calling from? What's your name? Yeah. Grant from California. Okay, Grant, hang tight. I'm going to put you on hold, and I'll get around to you as quick as I can. All right, hang tight. Sounds good. Thank you. All right, go ahead, Stefan. Yeah. So I guess my like is when I look at them comparably. It's like I look at Pickens, and he's like an ultra-athlete. Jahan Dotson's kind of smaller, but he's, you know, real quick, good at the route, you know, he's a route runner. Um, But, like, they have a similar situation in that, you know, one has Deontay Johnson and then Friar Muth in the red zone, and then you have kind of a similar situation with Jahan with uh, uh, Scary Terry. And, uh, but there is no, like, I don't know who else would be like a super, like would be like a red zone threat. And, uh, I'm kind of like looking at the quarterbacks and to me, like one's unproven and the other I hear you. didn't really do a yeah. whole lot with last There's year. There's no so. answer. There's no answer, Stefan. They're both amazing. They're both they're they, The truth, truth is I, I'm taking Dotson slightly over partly because I think I can maybe get both of them that way. I want both of them. There's no, there's no answer. They're very similar situations. Sam Howell is trying to prove himself, but has a cannon. He does have a cannon. Pickett's showing a lot of grit right now, and him and Pickens have a great rapport. Steelers are going to be pretty tough this year. Uh, ball control, good defense, uh, a lot of p- potential touchdown opportunities for Pickens. Pickens is a dog. Uh, Dotson is probably looking at, in my opinion, a tougher wide receiver battle. For targets in McLaurin versus Deontay. I'm not a huge Deontay fan. Um, I know everybody thinks he's this target machine, this amazing player, and I think people just double down on it because they said such good things about him last year, but I'm totally not a Deontay guy. Uh, but the bottom line is either one of these guys could be a, a top, a, like a top 15 to 16 wide receiver. So there's no real answer, man. The, the, the question is can you get both of them by drafting one over the other? And I think Dotson's going a little higher. Dotson showed – Tremendous kind of rolling the to... dice on picking either of them. But, uh, yeah, I got you. I have one more question regarding, like, your rankings because uh, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to understand, like, the top 200 redraft rankings. And, like, I saw Pat Mahomes at number 10, and I was like, how do I understand these rankings? Like, what uh, What is this based off of uh, so that, you know, if I'm if I just – kind of turn to that I can get a better yeah. understanding of yeah ranking rankings are a tough uh thing because you're you're you, if you're doing rankings like I'm what he's talking about is the fantasy football show.com and that's what's gonna wrap up today's oh, show Whoa. sorry I didn't mean to hit that button uh the fantasy football show.com if you go there you'll see my rankings my my articles the the bold predictions the text advice all that but on the rankings is what he's talking about at the fantasy football show.com um, the tough, the tough thing you you run into when you create rankings like that, a year round set of rankings, and I have redraft, dynasty, superflex, ro- rookie, super rookie, 
the the problem you run into over the years is do you set them up as a ranking like you're predicting it to finish? But the problem with that is if I was to say, okay, well, Pollard's going to be my number three running back, let's say, and I put Pollard number three, the problem is people draft Pollard number three. And then you then you get nothing but people that come back and go, I, I, I was using your rankings, but everyone laughed at me because I drafted Pollard in the top five because you got him ranked number three. It's a tough, it's a tough, happy medium. So mine is a mix of of that. Like I, I don't want to, I don't want to put, uh, I don't want to put, uh, you know, Saint Brown number three or Garrett Wilson number three. But I also want people to understand the value I see in those guys over other players. So it's a happy medium. Bijan's ranked number one because I I'm not scared of someone drafting him number one. I think that's not crazy. Um, Mahomes has such tremendous value across the board even though he's a quarterback. So what you got to do with rankings is take the suggested rank that's in front of you when you're drafting and apply the logic of, okay, Smitty likes this guy, and he's literally 25 players down. You can't take him. You can't take Mahomes at 12 or 10 or 15. But those quarterbacks deserve to be ranked there. And in years past, they were first-round picks. Mahomes would be a first-round pick 15 years ago in fantasy football. But people are so against early quarterback, you're starting to see that change, that he's a steal. It's not the, 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 the reason I'm not taking Mahomes and Hurts every single time around two is because for some crazy dumb reason, Fields and Burrow also belong there, and they're going in four, five, six. So that's why I'm not like constantly hitting the go get Mahomes and Hurts in round two because I can get a second round quarterback that could rival those guys in four, five, six. So that's so you gotta you gotta just use the value of rankings and mix it with the ADP and suggested rank. Because if you're taking players out of turn, you're not gonna do well. If you're not taking advantage of the, you know, the, the potential value. So use the rankings as a guide to know how I feel, but you're going to, you're going to draft around and manipulate that ADP data using that. So like basically you're, it's, let's say you're scratching off, you print it out and you're scratching them off. You're going to see Mahomes floating at the top for a long time. And then once he starts creeping up, you're like, this is value. This is on Smitty's top, like 15 overall players right here. Or Alave is in his top five, six, seven wide receivers, and he's so far down. Like, this is going to be a steal when I get him in the third round. So that's how you got to look at the rankings. All right, hang tight, Stephen. I got to get around the phone line. Uh, let me go over to Jack from uh, Mini. Jack, what's up, my guy? Thank you, Jared. Uh, thank you, Stephen, by the way. Go ahead, Jack. What's up? What's up? So I was just calling in. I drafted a couple days ago. It went pretty well, but... I'm a little bit concerned about my tight end spot, and I'm not sure what to do with Dalvin Cook. Okay. Hit me with so it. So I got a – what was that? Yeah, hit me with it. Eight-man league, Burrow, Pollard, Kenneth Walker, Chase, St. Brown, Olave. And then on the bench, I got Chris Watson, Javante, and Dalvin Cook. Why and why are you worried? This is you're, you're calling in to get a pat on the back, like that team's fire. What are you talking about? What, what could you be? What, uh, could, what could you possibly worried. be worried about? So, what? Um, I was wondering if I can use Dalvin Cook, maybe to get a player on the up, and if I need to switch out Kyle Pitts for somebody else. Um, for who though? 
Like, I, I mean, Pitts is a good tight end option. Do I like Waller better? I kind of do, like quietly. But you could probably even get more. I mean, I don't know. It depends. D-Town, appreciate you. Uh, auction draft. I'll look into it, D-Town. Thank you for using your ex- exclusive message. Appreciate you. Um, Waller, I'd trade uh, for him, you know, straight up potentially or trying to get more. You could always get rid of Waller, or I'm sorry, get rid of uh, Pitts to try and, is it a premium, tight end premium? No, it is not. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Is it Conquo on waivers? This sounds like a league where a Conquo is sitting on waivers. Yes, he is right now. <laughs> is this eight man or six? Like, come on. Yeah, it is an eight man. Okay, at it least you're one pretty ball. Though. Yeah, you did, bro. Even in the eight man, you crush it. <laughs> you didn't make any missteps or anything. I mean, yeah, well, bro. I, I, you, I would pick up Kincaid. Um, listening to you talk there. Yeah. I actually could get Waller and Pickens. They're both the same owner using probably Pitts and Cook. I would use Pitts only. I'd keep Cook potentially. Cook is going to be decent value. Um, I don't want anybody to think I don't see the opportunity Cook has, but it doesn't mean that Hall is not going to take it from him or Hall is not going to be the guy. But maybe Cook has some trade value to still use. But I don't mind that. That's not a horrible move. But I would love to see you do that move, Kyle Pitts for Waller and Pickens. If you can, if you can do it, if you if you have to give up Cook, it's not horrible. It's, I mean, it's still a good move. I like Pickens a lot. I probably would do that. I probably would do that. At the end of the day, I would. I like Pickens more okay. than Cook. I like Pickens more than Cook. I do. Yeah, I don't see too much I don't like, but I'm thinking if I capitalize on bringing in a, a little bit more upside, it's just going to be game over after the first week. Yeah, a Conquo, a Conquo and Kincaid would be an interesting combination too, you know, to pick up and and hold. All right, hang tight for me. Okay. Uh, let me go over to uh, Travis. What's up, Travis? Hey, sorry, I had muted. Um, did uh, did you cover? I know you were talking about Brees. Did you guys go over um, his actual quotes today? What he was saying? How we how we. Admitted he still thinks about it a little bit and cuts and runs, which to me tells me he's 100% physically. It's just a matter of getting the confidence, right? Yeah, and this is what I've talked about before is like the only thing when people are like, oh, is he healthy? You keep saying he's 100% healthy. Um, it's, it's a mental, like he's got 20 plus days to start trusting right. the cutting. And it's not that the knee isn't healed. But he's light years ahead of where Barkley and J.K. were because they were where he is right now at the at the very earliest, and I don't think they're even where he is. I think they were behind where he is now. I think he's light years ahead of where they were in week one. But let's just, in worst-case scenario, say that he's exactly where Barkley and J.K. were, which he's not, but let's just say he was. He's got 22 days to go out there and start trying to get himself to not think about it because when you think about it you're pulling up and you're creating that opportunity to pull a hamstring that opportunity to have a compensation injury but he's got 20 plus days more than 20 days well over 20 days to go out there and continue to cut and make better you know trust between his brain and his new knee you know because there's a severed connection too so some of it is about like timing and, and rewiring your brain to talk to your knee and tell it to cut tell it to move it's really weird when you have that severed. 
I, I would I would be walking when I mm. tore my ACL. I'd be walking and I'd literally try and go left and I'd keep walking straight. <laughs> and it was like it was the weirdest thing in the world. Now, granted, he's so far beyond that. He's been running, training professionally. You know, I was not. I was I was rehabbing, but I was not doing what he's doing every single day. But yeah, that's it, and that's an honest answer too. If somebody says like, "How's the knee?" You're not gonna be like, "Oh, it's a, absolutely a hundred percent." You're gonna be like, "It is tough to trust." You know, it's tough to like. Yeah. That's just an honest answer. But he's got twenty plus days to get there, and now he's got more time. He's got more time than that. He's gonna go out there. Maybe like, what if they even sat him for week one? I don't even know what their plan is now that Cook's there. But I have no concerns about him come, let's say, the same time frame he broke out last year, which was week four. So uh, is there a possibility that we're all disappointed in week one? Very, very possible. But that's why he's going in the fifth and sixth round. And I think those comments of like, yeah, I've still got to trust my knee. That's very, very common. Even Javante would probably tell you that. Like it's, he feels great, but it's still hard to like you, you, every time I, I cut on my knee, I'm worried about it still. And it happened so many years ago for me. It's just your your the snap, the 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 sound, the the feeling, the pressure, the swelling. Like you're fearful of cutting on it for a while. That's just the nature of of an ACL yeah. tear. But you typically don't and, uh, necessarily re tear that one. It's more you're tearing the hamstring. You're tearing something because you're pulling up and having a, a like a reaction. Right, and and I I was just gonna say I think. Like you said, he's being honest about it. And I, I think that's something people have to kind of reiterate and remind themselves in their head is that he's talking about it. He's being honest about it. He even said that he doesn't want to rush back and that, he, you know, he still thinks about it. Whereas if you contrast it with Dobbins, last year, do you remember Dobbins was like, no, I'm 100%. And he was he snapping at the, at the media and like bouncing back at fans on Twitter. And like, and he, he was all pissing yeah, the whole and he, time. And he was, and was so like, bad he, out he there. He knew something was awful about him. So yeah. if you got a guy that's, you know, he, he, he seems confident and he's being honest and talking about it, he doesn't seem very worried about it himself. He's just going through the motions to get it right. And let me, let me reiterate. But I think people have to remind themselves about that. Let me reiterate when I was, and again, I'm not a professional athlete. I'm not, I'm not suggesting anything of the sort. But when I was out there rehabbing my knee, my torn ACL, and I had a torn ACL, LCL, MCL, and meniscus in my knee, um, when you're able to go full go, like straight on 23 miles per hour, there's no concern about the stability anymore. The stability part is gone. You can't right. do that. You'd be so shaky on that knee doing that. You would, you'd be, you wouldn't be able to do it. You would be able to, for him to be able to explode that way. His lateral left to right is mental, and he's got over 20 plus days to get through a lot of that. Um, which he will. He'll. I mean, you'd be surprised at what three straight weeks of, of like hard intensive cutting and band work and stuff, which he's been doing anyway inside a, a room from the beginning. It's like he's walking out for the first time and cutting. Like people have a, a weird vision of what's going on. But I'll tell you right now, there's no when you're running 23 miles per hour, the knee's fine. It's it's more about just getting that explosiveness back on cutting, you know, like just planting and going and trusting and not holding back and causing compensation injuries. So he'll get there. Just give him time. Right. Um, and like you said, like we'll, we'll see other signs if there if there's something wrong. Like with Saquon, it, it was like way deep in the preseason when he was just starting to cut and stuff. Right. Like if I remember that right, he was like. It was it was like getting close to the season, and there was reports like, "Oh, he's just starting to cut now." 
yeah. stuff like that. So, you know, we'll, we'll hear more and more about that as we get closer. But I don't think we will because, like you said, you couldn't run 23 miles an hour if it wasn't stable. No, it's, stability is not a problem. It's just, yeah, it's just a matter of, like, you know, you're taking a hit. You're, there's a lot of things that, that goes into your mind. Like, Javante going to go out there and I think he's going to look really, really good. Uh, Javante, so weird out uh, Javante. Yeah. Keep, keep in mind, Javante, like, leapfrogged like real quickly so so give Brees hall 20 more days and he might leapfrog where he's at now by a mile like so just people need to understand we're so far away from the start of the season still you know it feels like it's around the corner he has a ton of time still to rehab i mean that's a lot of time um that's right. literally in some cases like one seventh of recovery time of the entire process right. like he's getting that extra amount of 20 something days just gifted to him to hey get out there in football mode and cut. He's not going to be there in the preseason. He's probably going to get, if he plays week one, which I think he will, but if he, if he didn't, it's because they did bring in cook and they want to slowly unleash him. And you know, he probably dropped the seventh round. If there was word about him not playing week one, he probably go in the seventh round and that bakes in missing week one, you know? So like, it's just going to be a constant, like reaffirming that he's a great value to me every step of this process, because at the end of the day, I do see him playing well. But Javante definitely feels like he's he's more of a um, more in line for for immediate success. Obviously, because Cook's not in D Denver; he's in you know New York. So, um, all right, hey Travis, uh, I I gotta jump everybody off the phone line. Any final thoughts? No, the the, the one other thing I was gonna say was um, I just saw news that uh, Richie James is getting some run with the first team in Kansas City, so that might be something to watch for. Yeah. Besides that, I'm good. So All right, bro. I'll, uh, I'll be back tonight. I right, appreciate you. Yeah, we'll see you live tonight. Um, let's go to Thanks. Grant. Grant from Cali, real quick. Uh, I got I got a jump. So, what do you got, pal? You're live. Yeah, Smitty. Real quick. Uh, ten ten uh, man league, one keeper uh, PPR. I'm keeping Chase. Uh, you advised me last night to do that over CMC. I have the tenth and eleventh pick. My question is though, I have two guys that are drafting before me obviously with a 10 man, um, they're keeping Pat Mahomes and Josh Allen. Do you think in your opinion, we're going to see in my league, uh, have a little bit of a buy pressure with the quarterback? I mean, Jalen Hurts is like, you know, really the next quarterback to go after that. Um, would I be faded if I'm keeping Jamar Chase? I have that back-to-back 10-11 -back pick. Do you think, you know, am I going to be able to get like Jalen Hurts you think I should, or should I go stack to wide receiver running back, running back, running back? Like, what is your take on that, Smitty? Mm, I mean, I don't mind going early quarterback, but like, could Fields or Burrow fall to you with the next set of picks? If the answer is yes, then I love that. Even if T, T Law falls to you, I'm okay with that. But I don't mind going early quarterback. But th there's gonna be so many players right there that I want, you know, that would make me want to just take the chance on Fields. Now the problem is I don't know if Fields is gonna fall. You know, a week ago he would have, but it's tough to know now. I think Burrow could. I think people are still scared of Burrow. But I, it, yeah. depend, it depends. If you can get one of those guys the next set of picks, then I definitely wait and I scoop up these RBs and wide receivers and, and add to your already you know great start. And your what is your thoughts on Josh Jacobs then with the whole contract situation? People are saying you should take the ten million. I mean, is he a safe bet when it comes around that eleven twelve, or is Nick Chubb kind of the better option over Josh Jacobs there? I, I wouldn't draft Jacobs in the third round. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Okay. Yeah, I'm not. That's he's he's he hasn't been playing. 
I don't care if he's working out or not. He's going to be a high risk of injury just because of not being there and on the field. It's like any holdout of any kind, whether it's him actually not signing or technically holding out, any sort of missed time like that during August, especially almost all of August, is a higher risk of injury to an extreme degree. And then you mix in the fact that he had almost 400 touches. That alone makes you a, a high risk of injury, just getting the workload that he got last year. Very few running backs survived that the next year. And then he's got a, an offense that with O'Connell, <laughs> actually, I'm actually really intrigued by O'Connell. And we've talked about him before being potentially the savior for De, uh, Devontae Adams later. But Jimmy Garoppolo, I don't think, is going to move the football down the field the way people think. And and no, yeah, I, I've experienced that as a firsthand fan of the 49ers. So yeah, <laughs> that's why so, I'm kind of hesitant on Devontae as a, as a whole, right? Is like yeah. you know that was the whole problem with him and Ayuk and Juwan Jennings. I mean, the list goes on and on with that. Um, so yeah, I, I I'm not drafting Devontae Adams for that reason. I think a lot of wide receivers actually get screwed with Jimmy G, and I don't I don't think Devontae Adams today is a slant merchant by any means. So I'm probably staying away from him a little bit. Yeah. Um, the last thing I want I wanted to give you, I've, I've been really enjoying the show as a personal friend of Kenneth Walker. I can indeed assure you and your viewers he is ready uh, he's ready to go that's my well, get him so, get him on the show bro uh, if you're if you're get him on the show I, hey you know what I, I might have to maybe we can do it in the off season or something he's so busy man he locks down he's a uh we play a lot of video games in the off season when he's chilling so but he is ready to go and, and he's excited man so right, well, get him on the show get him, that's, that's your job grant your we'll, job we'll you got one we'll job to do sure. you got one job to do grant <laughs> do it all right later <laughs> Well, hey, I appreciate it, man. I love this content form. I think you're doing a great job, and I just want to ask you questions. I appreciate it. All right, later, man. Uh, See you later. See you tonight. Rock out. Final thoughts. Yeah, after uh, Ridley, what's your thoughts on uh, Kirk and Zay Jones? Kirk and Zay Jones. um, Look, Kirk is going to be valuable. Um, T-Law loves him. And... I, you know, I don't draft him around four or anything crazy, but like if he's there in the, in the sixth round or whatever, I, you know, I don't, of course I take him there, but like, I'm not, I feel like his ADP is too high. I feel like I'd never find myself drafting him. He's got value for sure. He could earn like top of round five value. I'm not saying he can't, but I'm taking Ridley all day long. I'm taking Watson all day long. I'm taking all those players ahead of Kirk. But doesn't mean I don't like Kirk if he fell. I just think that with Ridley there, with ETN picking up more receptions, with Zay Jones still there, with Ingram getting this extension, I think they're going to use him a lot, you know, even more than last year. I I think, um, yeah, I, I think uh, he's he's valuable, but it just depends on where. Yeah. But, but Zay, Zay yeah, is kind of crafty at the end of the draft, for sure. I love Zay Jones as, a, as like a, a ben, you know, deep bench wide receiver. Yeah, me too. All right, bro. I'll see you tonight. All right. All right, later. See ya. Uh, Terry Roberts with a $2 hauler says, I drafted on Yahoo last night, and I w- it was great. Like, Terry's team was a, just an absolute, you know, um, just he just smashed everybody to pieces. Yahoo seems to be the best place to draft right now. <laughs> Get breezed at the seventh round value. Uh, need some trade advice. Currently have third pick, 10-man, looking to trade down to seven. Can I call in? Um, uh, yeah, Bobby, call in real quick. Uh, real quick, Bobby. The number's on the screen. I'll look for your your call real quickly. Um, thank you for the super chat. $10 hauler gets you a moonshot. To the moon. Uh, we got to go quick, though, because I got I to gotta run here. 
but uh, I'll look for your 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 dialing in here, Bobby. Ten man, third pick. I mean, I, I have no problem taking Bijan there if I can't trade down. But if you trade down, then you can get Bijan, and that's great. So we'll talk about that when you dial in. Uh, Hero dropping a super chat. Could you do a video ranking on the top guys from eight to sixteen? Yeah, definitely will. Eight to sixteen feels like a, a, a definitely a territory where people get. I might even compartmentalize into different areas there. Is this Bobby? Hey, what's up, Smitty? What's up, Bobby? All right, so like I said, I got the third pick right now. I'm looking to trade down to seven. Um, at third pick, I can probably get Chase, but I would like to get Bijan at seven. So I'm pretty confident I can get him at seven. Yeah. Now, the guy that has the seventh pick right now, He's looking to either swap first and fourth, so I get an early fourth, mm -hmm. or maybe five or six. I kind of want to get a seven in a second round, or the seventh pick in the second round, because I would like to get Bijan and Garrett Wilson, because Garrett Wilson usually does not fall down to that late second round. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I would definitely make sure the move is in round four or above, you know, and you got to get a significant move. Like, if he's going to move you, like, almost an equivalent amount of spots, hell no. You know, you can't – it's not even repro proportionate, you know. He's got to move, like, your fourth rounder into the third or your third rounder into the second. He can't – you can't just move down and then take his, his, you know, equal move down in the second round. That makes no sense. You got You almost got to do it twice. Like if you could do it in the second round and do it in the fourth round. Like if you could climb to the top around four and then climb to the top around two, that would make sense because now you could maybe get Gear, uh, Gibbs when you wouldn't get him, and now you can get you know Garrett Wilson or Monroe. So I would do two two move ups like that to equate to the one. But I, there's no way I'm doing an even stick okay. in trade for him because you're just handing him you're handing him the better draft value. Right, right. So you're saying swap first and second and then get that early fourth from him. Yeah, just make him do two swaps. Otherwise, you, you can't just say, hey, want the better draft selection? <laughs> like, let's, let's swap. Right, because I do like that early fourth and the early second because if I can get if I can get Bijan and Wilson, then I know I can get Gibbs. And then in that early fourth spot, usually like Ridley, ETN, sometimes Hurts and Allen fall down to there. Um, yeah. it's just going to kind of depend on my, my league, but yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, but, but Hey, if you can't pull it off, don't force it. Just take uh Jamar chase. That's a great, that's a great pick. Or, or if you've got to, if both go JJ chase, go, then you go beach on there and you just say, whatever, let it ride. Yeah. I know, I know chase is going to fall. Cause I know the first guy is going to take JJ and then the second guy is going to take, um, either McCaffrey or, or Eckler. So, okay. Yeah, man. Hey, appreciate your $10 hauler. Call in tonight. We'll be drafting tonight on Underdog Fantasy. Promo code Smitty. The link is pinned in the live chat. It's also in the description of every video. Join us drafting tonight. Let's see where Brees goes tonight. Won't be there tonight. Okay. Got to get up too early in the morning. I All start right. at 5 a.m. But uh, right. maybe Watch. one day this week I'll call in again. Watch we'll the see. replay. Watch Brees the replay. Been, Brees has been falling down to that seventh round on uh, ESPN. So That's crazy, bro seventh round people, people, so, are so nice. <laughs> people are literally arguing with me about seventh round value 
Like, I mean, it's I could understand if we were no, talking it's, four. It's like, I, I don't, I don't even get it. It doesn't make sense to me, Bobby. I don't get it. All right, I'll, I'll see you later, pal. All right, take it easy. All right. I don't, don't even understand it. What are we arguing? What are we dis- disputing here? Uh, Hero, appreciate you, and yes, I'll do some video on that very, very soon. Thank you for your super chat. Uh, Kyle didn't drop a super chat, but I wanted to get to some of the other messages, so I, I, I pulled this one out here. Smitty, in my Dynasty League, I have a second pick with Pollard in the sixth round and Devontae Smith in the fifth as my keepers. Uh, taking Hill, second overall, Eckler, Bijan, do you concur? I would go Bijan over Eckler, personally. I don't mind Tyreek Hill. I, I, I don't mind Tyreek Hill at all. I, I think uh, he's going to have a good year. Do I like St. Brown and, and Garrett Wilson near as much? I quietly do. Quietly meaning if you can get away with trade downs and things like that, it makes sense. But I can concur with everything you got going on here. That boy says, what's the impact if Hunt signs in Minnesota? Um, Significant to moderate. Like, no, I'm sorry. Moderate to like decent concern, but like not, nothing crazy. Like Madison's going to get his crack at the starting job. But well, what I will say is that you're probably you're probably doing yourself um, a service to cuff Hunt and Madison. Hunt's gonna have some standalone value, but I definitely would feel like it's better to you know cuff than to own him standalone. Like I'd rather have Deuce Vaughn than Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt sounds like he lost a step, according to people in the National Football League. So um, that I've t- that I've talked to and heard. Appreciate you, Smitty, for all the great content. Thank you, Big O, for you using your exclusive membership message to 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 say that to me. Thank you, Big O. Uh, I think I've got all the super chats handled. Don't forget, we're drafting tonight. Let me see. I think Carter dropped one just a minute ago. How do you feel about Quentin Johnson? He's good. He's good, uh, Carter. I think he's. Uh, uh, I think your gun looks a little better than mine. I still gotta, I still gotta do push. God, I got no definition on that. My definition's getting there. It's not, not now, but I mean, it's. I'm gonna give me a month. Give me a month, and I want Carter's arm compared to mine. This is, this is disrespectful, Carter. Um, Quentin Johnson. I, look, I like him, but he's, 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 he's raw, and he's playing maybe fourth fiddle. You know, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, Eckler. And then Quentin Johnson, there might be enough footballs to go around, but he does on film play soft to me. But I'm hearing great things. I'm seeing great things. So he's clearly coming along. An injury to Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, if not both of them, is very likely. So there's an opportunity. But I don't know that I'm higher on him than Zay Flowers. I like Zay Flowers more. In fact, I know I'm not. I like Tank Dell more, to be honest. That's just me. Carter, appreciate you. Um, appreciate all of you who super chatted today. I will see you all tonight. We are drafting on underdog fantasy promo code Smitty. The link is in the live chat pinned. It's also in the description of every video. If you do not hit that link right now and sign up, you might not get into the draft tonight. It takes literally like two minutes or a minute and a half to sign up. Just hit the link and downloads the app. And then we go in tonight and I say, open up your app that you downloaded by the link. You already got it all set up and ready to go. We're going to go to this card. It's called puppy four or whatever the hell it is puppy three and we're going to click on it together and then and i'm going to say hit the green button now it's going to be that simple but you got to have the app downloaded through the link hit that link let's go underdog fantasy promo code smitty uh go ahead and and uh go get something to eat refuel like i'm going to do i'll see you in a little bit uh, probably about 1 a.m eastern go get go get Brees hauled honestly Brees hall is eight foot tall 
He will always answer the mother freaking call. Don't let him fall. In the third, don't stall. Just give Batman the freaking football. He's brief. He's brief. He does a whole of a job. A whole of a job. A whole of a job. Reese Hall, please report to the moon. He does a whole of a job. See you all tonight. Appreciate you all. No problem, Mark. I don't care. 8 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday. Live whenever news breaks. Let's ride. See you all tonight. Hit that link. Code Smitty. Underdog Fantasy. Promo code Smitty. Doing it live. Get braced.